Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. time in a long time but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side beast mode no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it but them man ain't got the skills of brazen and davy brazen and raging bringing you the thrills and spills right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite right here in full gear about to blow up like tnt us man are too sweet brady bbp the bb elite Hello, Braden Harrington here for Up Next. And well, this is a, a special, joyous occasion because yes, 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 the pro wrestling boom is back, baby. And well, my my normal co-host, my roommate, my uh, life partner, if you will, Davey Portman was so excited that he got on a plane and he went to Chicago. So he was there live. So he's uh, too busy uh, having some drinks and watching Daniel Bryan cut a promo in the ring right now. So I thought, well, I gotta, I gotta bring someone on, someone qualified to talk about the boom of pro wrestling, and that someone is a Mister Andrew Thompson. I appreciate you uh, having me on, good brother. I, I, I can't fulfill the shoes of, of my good man Davey, but it's a, it's a pleasure to be here back on Up Next after I got uh, cheated. You know, the last time I was on the channel, but you know, but we, we, oh, had, we, still, had, we had to celebrate good still, vibes, man. You're still, you're still sour grapes about like, uh, what was it Up Next Mania? What, all the shows you've yeah. been on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy we've settled our differences and we've made it through. Uh, we'll have to get you back on uh, one of these shows in the near future. I don't know if you saw, but I lost the title. It's uh, I got I got a rebuilding phase. Uh, I got to I got to do a whole thing. Uh, but you're here. We're, we're via we're doing this via Zoom. We're doing it over Twitch. I did a watch along earlier tonight, twitch.tv slash up next podcast and shout out Dickie bird, because he's the man who uh, has been doing all this stuff for, for our up next games and stuff, but he helped run the Twitch today and the watch along and this very feed right now. So he's just become like, uh, I don't want to say he's become a good hand because he's way better than uh, a Sean Spears in my book, but 
I, I, mm-hmm. I love this man. So he's helping us out and running the stream. And, and you, Andrew, uh, we don't usually get to do shows together. So that's kind of why I thought it would be a, a good idea to, to get you on. And why not for AEW's probably biggest show of the year? This is definitely a, a, a great pay per view to come in and, and fill in on, man. This was an exciting show from top to bottom. I'm sure we're going to get into it, but uh, it, it would be remiss not to mention, man, the closing of that show. That was, that, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the the wrestling landscape is 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 really changing, and I, I feel like tonight is definitely going to bring back this this boom, and we'll definitely kind of get into it. I want to say, everyone, we you know this is uh, up next, but if you're listening to this, we do BD Elite every Wednesday night, and we'll be doing a, a Twitch post show for that every Wednesday night as well. So follow along and listen to these shows because uh, I thought we we got to get into the show. It's such a long show, so I think we should get into it right now. Uh, Mr. Andrew Thompson, um, is there? I, I know you're the news guy. Is there any? Is there any news right now that uh, that we need to talk about? Anything going no, on? I, 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 <laughs> I, I think all the all the news is like the whole news cycle is just based around <laughs> like what, what's been happening the past two hours. Like, I mean, if you want to bring up, I mean, Moxley and Suzuki's happening on Wednesday on Dynamite Live TV. So there you go. And then we gonna have Ruby Soho's first Dynamite appearance. And like other than news, man, it's like AEW. They got they kind of got the news cycle on lock right now. Yeah, just, just, just for the night. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't this month already, it it definitely is after tonight. Uh, well, let's let's go to Chicago. Let's go to All Out here at the Now Center, Sears Center in Chicago, Illinois. AEW All Out from Sunday, September fifth, two thousand twenty-one. We start off with a TNT title match. We have the champion, the Redeemer, God's favorite champion, Miro, defending against Eddie Kingston with his uh, brand new. Redeem these nuts t-shirt, <laughs> which is great. He got the man, they move quick over there at PWT. Like he's does something in a promo, he can have it on his shirt real quick. Um, this is essentially what we call big lads wrestling, because these are some big guys, and they're uh mm-hmm. they're known for throwing throwing down, and uh they do just that. There's um almost machine gun chops at one point. Eddie hits an exploder, there's a power slam on the outside from Miro, a slap fight. Uh, Miro does like a, a single leg drop kick kind of leg lariat thing, which looked crazy. There was a huge Saito suplex, uh, chops to the neck from Eddie Kingston. Uh, protect your neck, Eddie Kingston. There's a tope from Eddie, which is nuts mm-hmm. considering he's like a bigger dude. There's then German suplexes and then the back fist and the DDT, which he says is Miro's kryptonite. But at a 2.9, Miro kicks out. I blame Bryce Remsburg, I think, for for that because yeah. he was pretty slow. Uh, when the ref is kind of pulled in here, Miro redeems these nuts by low blowing Eddie Kingston, <laughs> roundhouse kick, and then the the game over. And well, it's just that for Eddie Kingston as Miro retains. Uh, but I smell rematch in Queens. What did you think, Andrew? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I definitely think this is going to happen in a rematch. See, initially, like, well, I'm, I'm gonna get into the match first, but I, I had like this whole scenario working to my head. But I, I think the match was really solid. This was a great open. I think people are very, very, very fond of Eddie Kingston. I think we're all like very, very, very fond of Eddie Kingston, man. It was good to see him in this sort of this marquee spot right here on this pay per view. We got to give props to Miro, though, man. Like to see him completely just transform what he was in, in in wwe towards sort of the later stage when he wasn't really spotlighted and then to see him where he is now this is this, this kind of seems like what everybody has wanted him to be 
for quite some time and now he's finally this so it, it's really good to see him sort of dominate and I, I had initially thought i had like worked this idea in my head that this was going to be the headliner at the um uh the the, the Arthur Arthur Ash show yeah. and that and and that and that's where we were going to get daniel since debut because i was under the assumption that okay everybody thinks eddie kings is going to get the big w in his hometown people are going to be quote unquote disappointed in, in the storyline sense that he didn't get the win and then to come save the day would be Danielson and that would be Miro's first big, you know, probably his first big loss in AEW was the was the Danielson. But you know, I, I did think this was a good match. Miro showed out, uh, Eddie Kingston showed out and it was a solid open to start the show. Yeah, it felt like they were going for that 90s all Japan with the the chops and the to the neck and the 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 power slams and back Saito suplexes and stuff. Uh, I definitely want to see the rematch. I think there's so much room for that, especially at the Queens show. I definitely feel like that could be the main event of that show if you wanted to go that yeah. route. Definitely, definitely want to see more from these two. Uh, but it's I was about, super, to, I was about yeah. to say, and any any wins this time, maybe. Yeah, you think Eddie could redeem himself? I don't know. I don't know. Miro's on this this hot run though. Yeah. They've made this title not feel like a secondary title. It feels like a world title that Tony Khan's trying to make it like seem like super important. Uh, and Miro with this run could, mm-hmm. I, I don't know who the guy to, to be to take it, but um, yeah, I, I, I like this match. It was a great way to start the show. Very explosive and, and exactly kind of what we need. But Miro cheats to win, so it does scream rematch, and I'm, I'm definitely for mm-hmm. it. Um, we go to our next match, which is definitely bringing over the Japanese flair because John Moxley's opening the forbidden door yet again to face Kojima, leader of the bread club. He didn't bring any bread out this time, but he's bringing the bread home with that all out payday here tonight against John Moxley. The am I correct? The new GCW champ. Yes, the new G- defeated Mercado on the last night. Wow. <laughs> So he has a GCW. Yeah, he's got the hoodie on with the GCW logo, but he doesn't have the title. Didn't bring the title on yeah. here. He doesn't have the spinner one either, does he? That <laughs> yeah, one. He's he's going to be facing uh, Nick Gage on the uh, on October 9th. So yeah, I think a lot of people will be looking forward to that. Yeah, that should be insane. Nick Gage versus Moxley. Yeah, definitely sign me up. That I can't even imagine the violence and blood and stuff that those oh. two would want to. Oh like, yeah, more than any of the other people. Like, they definitely would want to show up there. Yeah. Um, well, he's rocking the GCW on the hoodie, but he's going up against Kojima. Um, there's a middle finger from Moxley, who just does not want to show respect here. Uh, Moxley sends him to the outside and hits a tope, and then a side Russian leg sweep into the guardrail. I know Davey was, Davey was excited to see that. Um, there's chops from Kojima in the ring, and then there's an elbow drop off the top for a near fall. There's a Saito suplex from Moxley, just like Kingston was doing, his buddy, in his earlier match. Kojima and Mox are up top. There's a superplex. There's a DDT on the apron from Moxley, which just takes out Kojima, but uh, he breaks the count. There's then a brain buster, but Moxley kicks out. There's then the elbow pad, which is coming off, which means it's time for the the coziest lariat. Mm -hmm. The cozy cozy lariat. And he's going for it. He hits it. But there's also a a cutter, I guess a cozy cutter, if you will. But Moxley kicks out. There's the paradigm shift. And if that's not enough, it's the death rider. The one where he really just lifts him up in the air and drills him. And Moxley pins Kojima. What'd you think? Yeah, man. Like you, I, I, I actually tweeted this out. Like for Kojima to been, have been putting his body through what he, what he has over the past 30 years and to be moving as like gracefully as he does around the ring. 
that is like very impressive for some like because you see like a lot of a lot of people when they start turning 50 they start to you know wind down a little bit not necessarily they move slow or like they're not as sharp but they you start you can just visibly tell that you know they're starting to head towards those later years and i feel like him and maybe you could throw nagata in there like dude they still can be able to like move around sort of gracefully around the ring more, more so kojima than anything but I think this was a, a a nice a nice match. It was I want to say it was anything like over the top crazy, but it was just a, it was just a good solid match. And I think it just, of course, what, what we saw after the match was to was to build to that. And what we're going to see, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to see Moxley versus uh, Minoru Suzuki on live television. Which, uh, Braden, I'm pretty sure you're going to uh, break break that down as far as what happened next. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you said you said it right. This this wasn't anything like oh match of the night or kind of. Uh, match of the year but it, it reminded me of the 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 match blue justice from dynamite like it was kind of similar was mm-hmm. it nagata yeah um yeah it was it was similar i feel like if this were on dynamite i probably would have felt like it was more fun and more important and maybe better i didn't say I, I hated it i just i think i think i was a little still a little like oh it's kojima versus moxley where maybe a month ago people were thinking hey are we getting like moxley tana at all out mm-hmm. and it that didn't happen are we getting moxley ishii okay well that didn't happen are we getting moxley suzuki no so it's like why didn't they just get suzuki to fight him on the pay-per-view instead of this week it's it's weird i, I, I think it's more so of a thing i think they're like trying to like gradually build to some of like japan's top stars for moxley like i, I, don't, I don't know what it is like moxley just like it seems like he's about to go on this like tear of just like going yeah. through everybody in new japan and it's probably going to ultimately lead up to a U.S. title match between him and Tanahashi, and I can't really tell if that's going to end up being on New Japan's home base or that's going to be on AEW's home base. Like, I'm pretty sure that's something they're going to have to work out eventually. But like, either way, I'm have to see it. Uh, like when I saw um, Suzuki come out, like that, 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 that Kaze uh, Ninare. Uh, uh, when I hear people like full of me say that, that thing always gets me amped up. I, always, it, it never fails. And I'm pretty sure Moxley and Suzuki. I think the last time they fought was um with a new beginning in 2020, like yeah. right before the pandemic started. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do now. And, and speaking about that, Braden, I'm pretty sure you've probably seen him on Twitter. Suzuki is going on a hell of a tour in the U.S., man. He got Gresham coming up. Daniel yeah, what's, like, everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm upset that we're not going to the Suzuki-Orange Cassidy match, which I think has to happen uh, down the line that they were that we were robbed of last, oh, yeah. what, two years ago now, hey. I guess. Yeah, but I, I – yeah, so, I mean, you, you said it. Hey, Minoru, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I, I was just gonna ask you. Do you think this is gonna be like, not a retirement tour for, for Suzuki? But I was gonna ask oh. you. Do you think this is like more so of a like a, like a toning it down type thing, or do you just think he's mm. just going on a tour? I think he's just. I think he's just going on a tour. He's still. He's still going and kind of going at the pace. He like you mentioned these older guys that still have this like energy and and flow. And Minoru is still mm. someone up up there for me and he's definitely one of the more interesting ones. he's one of the heavier hitters when it, like he's above a kojima for me um minaro suzuki comes out his music hits people go nuts i'm definitely gonna be listening to it again later and it's a <laughs> it's a standoff with with minaro and moxley and they start to exchange some strikes back and forth but it ends with the gotch pile driver on moxley and yes they've announced thus far mm-hmm. since moxley versus minaro this Wednesday in Cincinnati. So yeah, I'm super excited for that. I went to a Ring of Honor New Japan show like a few years ago and uh, I was with Fight Network. So I went to interview the Bullet mm-hmm. Club. So they let me in with Media Pass. And as I was waiting for them, I was like 
in this media thing that overlooked the ring and Minoru Suzuki came out. It was like, no one was there and he was just there. And he was like sparring by himself and with like these like young boys. And I was like genuinely terrified. I was like, (laughs) Oh shit, this guy's, this guy's no joke. And this was like a few years ago, but I was like, he's, he was killing these turnbuckle pads, killing these young lions. This wasn't taped or anything. It was just, I just watched this. I was like, oh shit. Like he's, he's very scary. Um, I'm, I'm more so excited for Moxley Suzuki than I am for this Moxley Kojima. It was a fun match, but the money is, the money is definitely there. If Minoru Suzuki's in GCW, Moxley's in GCW, Moxley ties it up with Tana. Tana Hashi could potentially be the GCW world champion. (laughs) <laughs> look, look, look at you, man. Long-term booking. You already thinking ahead for Brett Lauderdale. There we go. <laughs> but no, I, I was, I was going to ask you if you had to rate real quick. If you had to rate, which you, which you could predict Moxley's his, his pop is going to be in his hometown of Cincinnati. If you had to oh, give yeah. it a scale of a scale of one to ten, what you think it's going to be? Yeah, ten for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I'm someone who did not like uh, Dean Ambrose. He was not someone on my radar. Was not a fan. Didn't understand him. And then this guy who showed up in AEW was just someone completely different with the promo style, the the wrestling, just everything. He's a complete package of what I like in pro wrestling. So this guy's like, I'm like, I'm almost like a new fan, even though I've been watching him for years. But uh, I'm super excited for the Suzuki match. Um, Mm. I I actually thought their last New Japan match they didn't kill each other enough. So I hope they kind of bring it uh, (laughs) this this Wednesday on Dynamite. You, you want to know it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like I really like this route that they're going with Moxley because I, I feel like they could have easily just gone the route. And, and, and I don't think anybody would complain about it if he would have just went the route of like, I've been carrying this company as a world champion for the past year. And now all these other people coming in and I'm getting overlooked. And I feel like, you know, they're bypassing me. And that could have been an easy route to turn Mox Hill. But instead, mm-hmm. they're doing something different and they're just lining up the New Japan guys. And like, I, I think I, I, I think that's more creative than turning them heel, even though I wouldn't, I feel like that the heel storyline would be a good one because it, it does make sense. Yeah, I mean, like the promos he's been saying, he's he was the flag bearer in these empty fucking arenas. So Moxley Punk is, is a big match I think we'll eventually uh, get to down the line. Like, that just makes complete sense to, to go to these two, like, tough to like gritty kind of style dudes. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, should we go to our next match, which, which I, I also think Moxley versus Ishii needs to happen in AEW uh, down the line. Um, mm-hmm. We go to our AEW women's championship match, the champion Britt Baker defending against Chris Statlander, uh, Britt Baker coming out with Reba and, Jamie Hayter in the new Britt Baker, Michael Jordan shirt, which I knew Dickie throughout our whole watch along tonight, kept trying to order uh, for Mrs. Dickie. <laughs> he's, he's, she's, he says Britt Baker is the forbidden door to bring his, uh, his missus into uh, watching wrestling. So I know she was like, yeah, I want, he, he wants to hook her up with that Britt Baker DMD t-shirt. Uh, PWTs, they're on fire lately. They got they're they're too busy to print Britt Baker shirts today, to be honest, or this week or this month, to be honest. Um, Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. Um, Britt goes to do the DMD pose in front of Statlander's face, but she grabs her arm and does the finger bop. Um, Britt hits the sweet neck breaker early on, and then a sling blade for a near fall. Statlander comes back with the like fisherman falcon arrow buster for a two count. There's then a huge DDT and super kick. Britt comes back with a superplex. There's a 450 from Statlander, but no 
water in the spaceship. I'm trying to think of something funny that sucked. There's a scissor kick <laughs> from Statlander. That was that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> I'm th- trying to think of what Beth Phoenix said this week, which I still think she she's meant to say. Like I hope she said it intentionally when she said there was nobody in the pool or something like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you meant yeah. two different things, yeah. but yeah. Um, <laughs> Statlander goes for a moonsault thing on the outside, which actually I think they call like the spaceship something ridiculous, but she misses it and eats shit. There's the, the spaceship eats shit. There's then <laughs> Orange Cassidy for the first time, like ever gets hyped here as he gets in Statlander's face and just starts yelling at her like, get up, come on, which is definitely not Orange Cassidy's M.O., Statlander goes in the ring, but she's hit with the Panama Sunrise from Britt Baker. Uh, a little a little wink of what might come later tonight. She then hits the stomp, but Statlander kicks out, locks in the lock jaw with the drip glove. And, well, Statlander taps out, and Britt Baker retains the women's title. Yeah, man. Like, of course, like you mentioned, uh, the, the crowd, they, they went absolutely insane when they saw her do the Panama, sun, the Pan, Panama Sunrise or the Pittsburgh uh, sun, Sunrise. The Pittsburgh Sunrise as Excalibur uh, deemed it. But yeah, man, I, I think this was a, it was a solid match. I don't think like again, like the Moxie Kojima match, I wouldn't say it was anything like, you know, like, oh, my goodness. But it, it, it was it was a good match for, for what it was. I think Bobby Brick and Chris Island went out there and did what needed to be done. But I, I think it, I think the long game. Is what AEW was looking at, and Brayden, I don't know if you kind of feel the same, but I feel like the long game what they're looking at is Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like that's like that's the Hangman the, Kenny. Yeah, it, it, look look at you, look at you with, with the <laughs> but, with, with the Lakers, man. But yeah, I, I think that's that's the long game uh, for for AEW, and I think you're gonna they're gonna line up the challenges for Britt along the way, and you know they'll have those moments where it might seem like she might lose the title, but I, I just feel like Britt is just too over right now. To sort of take away that momentum from her, I feel like you just got to keep lining people up. And next, uh, we we know who her next challenge is. I'm gonna say that for our, for that for that conversation when we get to it. But yeah, um, I, I think Chris Statlander was a, a a good opponent for Britt. Like they built Chris Statlander real well. Bro, she hasn't lost a match, a singles match since February 2020, bro. Like Damn. she's been undefeated in singles singles matches ever since. So yeah, yeah that, it was a good first challenge for uh not first challenge, but a good challenge yeah. for Britt to to get onto the next one. I think I think Statlander will be women's champ one day here in, in AEW. Oh I, yeah, I, yeah. Like like the alien thing is is not too over the top. Like it it works enough. Like she's kind of toned it down. I I think I'm not sure, but the wrestling is is there. I think down the line she'll just it, continue to evolve and get better. But yeah, uh, so far I was I didn't I didn't it didn't hit too too hard for me. Um, but I still was getting into the the near fall and the Panama Pittsburgh sunrise definitely woke me up. That woke me up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know if you've heard me going on my rants, Andrew, but I, I say that uh, my my dream scenario would be Charlotte pulling a, a Lundra Blaze, taking the women's title from WWE and throwing it in the trash uh, here on AEW TV to challenge Britt Baker. Uh, but that's just me in a different multiverse thinking uh, out loud there. Um, but but Britt Baker retains. And yeah, I think the the end game for her is Thunder Rosa. And there's definitely some contenders that she can run through before that. But we go to Andrade, who's with his guy, Chavo, and his lawyer guy with Alex Marvez. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems as if they're saying Chavo Guerrero's the reason Pac didn't show up. Yeah. 
Am I crazy? Like they, okay. they, 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 they were insinuating that he's the reason why Pac had travel delays. Yeah. So very weird. Andrade says he's here to fight, um, which is weird because he's not here to fight. Actually, he's not. This this match was pulled off the card. They've said it's happening. What this Friday on Rampage? So mm-hmm. that's that's cool. But I, it was definitely one of the main matches I wanted to see. I saw Sammy Guevara tweeting Andrade yesterday, thinking that we would maybe get that in its replacement. But regardless, they just say that this is happening Friday. And yeah, Chavo canceling flights and stuff. Um, Andrade's only like, had like one I, I, match, but he's had like two managers. And I think he needs to have a new manager and get rid of Chavo and this lawyer guy and just, just come out with, <laughs> just get Rick. Let's just go. Just get Rick at this point. Like, dude, you can't. You're, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Just get Ric Flair with Andrade, and that's it. You, you, you take the words right out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> now for for a for for a Brady, I don't know what it is. Like, it's like, like it's like from the moment Andrade got an AEW, like it, it's it's just like things haven't really clicked all the way. If that, like, I don't, I don't know if that's just me, but it just seems like. It, 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 it feel, he, he he feels like a like a star, but I'm talking about like as far as like maybe just the different parents. Like I always thought like some of the moment, from, as soon as they started doing the um the thing with the Lucha Brothers and uh and, and Pac, I immediately thought like a good manager for Andrade would probably be Selena De La Renta. Like considering like her history with the Lucha Brothers and MLW, she's to manage them. Like that could be a way to sort of reel them in a little bit. And I, I just think they would play real well off each other. Like I. I initially thought the Chavo thing was going to work. I mean, it's maybe it's working for some people, but like, it's just like, like, it's just eh, like now. And I, I don't really know how I really feel about it, but I mean, I, I guess I could just wait a little bit to see where it goes. But of course, like you said, I, I was anticipating to see the Pac uh, Andrade match, but I, I think they'll get a decent amount of time uh, on Rampage. I, th- I think they'll get like what, like probably 20, 30 minutes. So hopefully give them half the show, the main event and yeah. they'll, they'll definitely kill it. Uh, I, I was thinking that Andrade would beat Pac and then get the Lucha Bros or something, like acquire them or or work with them. But but I don't think that's kind of the the route that but the story is still look, Pac wasn't even there and you did you you win without him. So there is some things that you can go, but um maybe we get Zelina who can come back and manage Andrade and Malachi Black in some sort of unit. I, I don't know. But uh, so, so, so yeah. Zelina is too busy taking them ales on Friday Night Smackdown. Yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, we go to our next match, which is the AEW tag team title match. It's the Young Bucks, the champions, defending against the Lucha Bros. Matt and Nick Jackson versus Penta and Ray Phoenix. We get this uh, epic entrance for the lucha bros here um i think this is ruckus the aew like song yeah. guy it looks like he's like rapping mm-hmm. and, and all over these beats and then this other rapper which i didn't quite get the name um and he came out and was spitting while there was like these dudes in costumes and then the lucha bros come out with these like crazy like mexican headdress kind of like vibrant feathers and all these things super colorful and i know i know we thought we would get penta dressed as the joker but it's you know <laughs> second best you know we we can't we can't all get what we want all the time because you know we just <laughs> you know we just have to see him dress up in that joker outfit every week um <laughs> but all, all jokes aside it was nice to see him in some different gear um this was a cool entrance i actually like the the wrapping and and the stuff and what's alex abrihantes 
Yeah. Dude, dude was wilding out. What was he? Oh, he yeah. looked like he was in a red blazer, like dancing like Jack Skellington or something. He, I don't know. He, he 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 was turned up, man. He was feeling <laughs> it. He, he was feeling it. Yeah, <laughs> he was, I, I, was I, wild. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even mad at him, bro. I, I seen him turned up over there. I was like, do, do you, bro? Do you? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was about it. I was about it. Um, and and I don't, I don't want to make fun of the the red blazer because there were some different choices made here tonight because out come the champions. The Young Bucks with their usual, you know, crazy wild gear and I'm sure very expensive shoes, uh, not their dealers, though. Um, but <laughs> but Nick, Nick Jackson has taken the heel territory, the heel level, the heel heat to the next level with this um, facial hair choice which I can only describe as almost Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, b- superstar Billy Graham, meaning, Did yeah, he it, it? he's got like bleached, like the, the handlebar within the beard. Jeez. This is a brown. It's a brown patch. Wow. It was it. I big pop. I went, wow, you are such a, <laughs> you, you look like scumbags. And I so buy it. Cause if it's, if it's not even just that facial hair, it's like the danglies that definitely do it for like everything they're doing is definitely working. Like they all know that everyone loves them. They're the young bucks. So how do we get people to hate us? Well, look like this is how you, you get me to, to give you that, that scrappy do heat here, that X pocket mm-hmm. where I'm like, geez, you look like trash. And I love it. Young bucks versus the Lucha bros inside a cage. This cage is a little different though. It's like, there's just enough room for them to like go in between the ring and the cage. I would say, like it's not quite your your WWE one. So yeah, the the Bucks and the Lucha Bros are obviously going to do a lot of flippy springboard stuff still, which they do. There's crazy hurricane ranas. Now I'm I'm gonna try to explain some of the moves, but trying to explain and writing down all the stuff that happened in this one will take a while. But there's the was up uh drop kick to the butt which I could call, I think someone in the chat called it the butthole surfer, which is a great band, but nice. Um, there's like sling blades. There's wall running Ray Phoenix who hits a cutter. There, yeah. wall, wall running mean he runs up the cage to do like a move, which was like, what's like some matrix. Shit I, I, here. Bro. I, I don't know how he pulled that off. Like without losing his balance, like and, and y'all listening to brain right now, that is exactly what happened? Like, yeah, you, you didn't get a chance to see the show. <laughs> you, you run up the cage, Spider-Man. Wall. Yeah, like what? Like, it did. <laughs> just insanity. There's a stunner, double stunners, RKO's, cutters. There's a German on the apron. There's the indie taker, and then in stereo nut shots by the Young Bucks to get that heel heat. They hit more bang for your buck for a near fall. Nick and Matt start ripping the masks of the Lucha Bros, and Penta's mask gets full on like ripped off his face. It's just barely on. And he is just bleeding here. And if he wasn't bleeding already, Brandon Cutler gives them a bag and they open it. He whipped good, good on Brandon Cutler. That was an awesome throw. Great first pitch. Brandon Cutler, who throws this bag into the ring over the cage. And it reveals this, this shoe. I'm told it's a Travis Scott one. Uh, The Twitch chat was telling me earlier, shout out uh, B Detroit. And it's got thumbtacks all in it. It's got thumbtacks all on the, the sole of the shoe. And well, Matt Jackson puts it on and goes to super kick Ray Phoenix, but Penta 
the older brother stops him and goes, no, hit me. He takes the bullet for his own brother. And well, he does just that. He gets super kicked multiple times with this thumbtack shoe. And then there's even this double team where Nick like drop kicks him face first into the shoe. Just nasty. There is blood everywhere. But Ray Phoenix comes back from the dead and attacks the Bucks, grabs the shoe, beats them up with it. Give them a little taste of their own medicine with that Travis Scott sicko mode. They hit it. He hits this muscle buster driver, which I don't even think I don't even I guess that's the best way to describe it. He goes for the muscle buster, but spins around and hits and this like package. Spin them yeah. Around, yeah. Like what the fuck? crazy there that wasn't it either there's then a double penta package pile driver but then that's broken up and then penta and matt jackson are on the top turnbuckle and penta hits him with a super avalanche destroyer off the top all four guys are down they eventually get up cue the good the bad and the ugly soundtrack because it's like a standoff here in the old west as all four guys are now Mm -hmm. super kicking each other but then they're super kicking one another like in unison back and forth. Yeah, no. It's a shootout. It's a Western shootout here as they're all coming. And then the Bucks knock down Penta. They knock down Phoenix. And as they can take a breather, Ray Phoenix kips up, again comes back from the dead, levels them with super kicks. Penta driver. Ray Phoenix climbs the fucking cage. So Nick goes after him. He gets sent off. Ray does a crazy dive off the top onto everyone. There's the running PK kick off the cage. And there's then the, the Penta driver, the, what, what is their double team move? The, the Lucha bros, the assisted, like so, when, when he does a stomp onto him. It's, it's like, like, no, it's like a, a, a butterfly J driller, but the other guy like has the other guy's legs in the air. Like, Something like in the fire or fear factor, maybe. Yeah, no, no, yeah, the, the, yeah, the fifth factor is when he does like he picks him up for the package foul drive and then Phoenix comes and, you know, does this. Yes, yeah, I, I think that's what talking about. Yeah, fear yeah. factor. Mm-hmm. And Penta shoves over, uh, I think it's Matt, and gets the pin. And the Lucha Bros are the new AEW tag team champions in what I can only say is was a beautiful beautiful war of a match damn that 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 was definitely one of my favorite uh tag team matches of the year without question well one of my favorites like i made sure to jot that jot that one down i keep like whenever i see like a match that i really like i make sure to like make it a note like just to be like oh yeah remember that one that that was definitely one of those like did you hear that reaction that they got when they when they got the w yeah that 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 crowd went insane for them like it, it was just one of those type of moments like where you was just like they they, they they had to win the titles like they just had to especially yeah. especially considering like what we saw at the end of the show like the elite they kind of got their momentum back in a big way but i mean still at the same time man like that was a, a a really great match i feel like penta and phoenix have been sort of um what's the word i don't want to say underappreciated but more Under, like i mean yeah you, you underused underused yeah they've been very underused in AEW for a while like a lot of people i'm not the only person that said that a lot of people have said that like they've been wanting to see them do more outside of the AEW dark and out of the usual stuff that they see from them and this was just i feel like this is the shot in the arm that they needed and maybe they'll you know they got a plethora of challenges lined up i'm sure i'm I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably want to see them versus ftr that's one i want to see for sure uh, you can you can always go to baby first versus baby face versus baby face team with them versus Jurassic Express. It's, it's a, a couple of different teams out there lined up for him, man. And uh, of course, that special moment that uh, I think Penta had when he hugged his daughter. 
I believe they, they said yeah. he was on the outside. Uh, that yeah. was the that was another special moment. I saw a couple of people saying they may or may not have shed tears when, when that happened. So that was a cool, uh, cool thing, man. And uh, I'm I'm excited for the Lucha Brothers to see what IEW sort of books them going forward. And that was a that that was a great moment. And hearing that reaction, man, that just basically solidified what people already knew is that Pence and Phoenix are stars. Yeah, honestly, uh, when I went to All In a few years ago, the match mm-hmm. was Penta versus Kenny. And obviously, Kenny was like the IWGP champ at the time. He was the talk of the town of wrestling. But for me, coming out of that that show, I was like, yo, this Penta guy is just insane. And I got to like watch more of him. And then ever since AEW coming, uh, I've watched, you know, some of his stuff on the indies and, and you know, down in Mexico. But ever since watching Dynamite, my favorite characters have been Ray Phoenix and Penta. And I'm so happy that they're they're getting their flowers, essentially, with winning the tag titles. But like just putting on this this crazy match. I feel, I, I don't want to be cliche, but these four guys are just destined to do this forever. These, oh, yeah. these four guys just put on magic all the time. This was my favorite matchup between the four, uh, way better than their, even their ladder match or any of their, they're just, you know, normal tag team wrestling matches. I absolutely love this match. Uh, this was my match of the night. And if I would give star ratings for matches, I would give this a five-star rating. Well, uh, n- no questions yeah. asked. Uh, I-, I am a big fan of the Bucks. Uh, I love when they kill the biz. And, well, the 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 Lucha Bros here are just going to take these titles and do great things. You mentioned all these different tag team matches we can have now with with things. And the Bucks can win the titles back from them down the line. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, uh, this was this was very special. And what even was more hardcore, because, you know, Penta's one six son of a gun. He was hugging his mm. daughter while he's just bleeding all <laughs> over. her. He didn't give a fuck. He was just bleeding. He was his face was dog food. I don't know what the Bucks. Oh, yeah. They used a thumbtack shoe. That definitely would mm. would mess up a guy's face. But damn, uh, what a match. Honestly, probably probably going to be talked about a lot this year being people's match of the year. Cause it was, mm. it was, it was stellar. Uh, definitely hats off to all four guys here, but Penta and Ray Phoenix, the new champs um, going yeah. forward. It, 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 it's, it's definitely, it's definitely really cool. Like again, to see them just to reiterate it, it was really cool to see them get that, get that big moment and that big reaction, man. Like that reaction was crowd. I, I'm probably going to go back and listen to that. Like that, that reaction that they got when they won the title. Cause that, that, that was like one of those things where yeah. you, you for, for just a split second, you really couldn't hear the music in the background just for a quick second. And I, I think that was just a, it was just a cool moment, man. Like that was probably of all the uh, uh, Phoenix and Pentagon matches that they either had together or singles. That might've been my favorite one for, for, for Penta behind that match. He had with Sammy Callahan at the impact uh, slam anniversary show in 2018. Yeah. And, I, and I definitely agree. I, I definitely agree with you. What you said, that's probably the best match between them and the Bucks. Cause I, I, I really wasn't a fan of the one that they had in AAA and then the one that they had at all out um, in 2019. That was good. But I feel like this would just, yeah, this yeah. would, this would smoke those other two. Yeah. This is chef's kiss. Honestly, I, I, I thought this was what I like in my pro wrestling. I think it was Excalibur on commentary. He was like, Hey, or Tony probably he was like, Hey, welcome to AEW. If this is your first pay-per-view mm-hmm. you're buying. Like, hey, this is what we do, and definitely uh, the Bucks. The Bucks showing us again—they're the best tag team. Honestly, like no one can touch them when it comes to tag teams. But it, the Lucha Bros definitely can because they beat them. But uh, I, I, I would watch these guys wrestle all the time. Fight forever, definitely. The crowd was loud when they won, but it was this like this uh, this this Mexican standoff when they were all killing each other with the super kicks, and then Ray Phoenix like comes back from the dead like for the second time. That's when the crowd just like. This whole arena, like everyone was standing up and just going nuts. Uh, yeah, this is what I like from my pro wrestling. And I was I was smitten. 
I would go out with, I was done. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, what, what even else is on this card? That's important. Oh yeah. There's a few other things. Definitely. But I uh, loved it from, uh, from, from the, the high spots to the destroyers, to the bleeding on children. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> we go to our, our next match. Uh, hopefully no kids get covered in blood during this, um, but Abaddon's in it. So be careful. The women's battle Royal. It's the, the 21, the fuck. What's the name? The blackjack casino battle Royal casino. Yeah. That's what it is. So this is a battle Royal. Um, each card is, is played is drawn. And then a bunch of people enter the, the, the ring, if you will, kind of like a Royal rumble, but a little weird. I kind of just prefer the one at a time thing. It's less confusing. Uh, we get some people in this match, sky blue, uh, who I'm not familiar with. What's the deal with Sky Blue, Andrew? Yeah, I don't know if you saw. Did you get a chance to see the AEW Dark Show uh, no. recently that they did? So she had a match against uh, Red Velvet and Sky. She's like a regular in the Chicago like uh, independent scene. Like she works a lot with AEW and stuff like that. And that everybody knows that's the Illinois based uh, independent promotion. They do some sometimes they do shows in Wisconsin, but it's primarily uh, uh, Illinois. And yeah, um, she 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 she's had a she had a really 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 good reaction, man. And um, you know, she had a solid match with Red Velvet. Um, right after the match, Tony Khan did this usual thing when he came out, and it was like, uh, you know, do you want to be in the women's casino battle royal? She did not know legitimately that, that he was going to do wow. that, and he offered her the spot. And you know, they had a they 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 caught a nice moment on dark. She like seriously, she really didn't know that that was going to happen. So yeah, that's how she got the uh, the spot in the battle royal. But she she's really like. Um, becoming more well known in that sort of Chicago slash Illinois uh, with the Chicago Illinois area, like just you know, I, I think she started like making a making a name for herself in that in that scene. She she did some stuff with the uh, NWA as well. She was on some of their oh, okay. tapings uh, not too long ago. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I was. I, I saw the, uh, Twitter was jumping about it, but I wasn't quite sure. So they mm-hmm. made a, a little bit of a big deal about it here. Uh, Emmy Sakura is also in this match, who is not doing her classic um freddie mercury uh stuff sadly mm-hmm. we got uh abaddon like i mentioned we got a bunny in this match there's hikaru shida the <laughs> we got everyone in this match there's uh anna J. hey hey brady brady yeah. i was gonna ask you what, what do you think how, how they following up on shida like a post uh title do you think it's a good idea like the sort of cool the champion like cool somebody down after a big title loss like that or do you would you have preferred to see them sort of follow up more with more appearances on dynamite yeah the women's division is definitely all over the place like they don't treat it very well um at least it doesn't feel like it's very important so definitely she does become this afterthought which is unfortunate because she's she's awesome so yeah i i see what you mean um there's a lot going on here there's anna J. there's diamante kylan king kira hogan try to keep up nyla rose thunder rosa penelope ford riho jamie hater ty conti um who, who there's uh legit layla hirsch red velvet there's jade reba and a, and the joker the wild card the big reveal which we all kind of thought would happen ruby riot if you listen to uh jr which i think he he called her that right away ruby soho shows up and yes she's got ranted as her theme song she comes down looking killer she's beating people up uh there was a lot of eliminations uh throughout this match but it's essentially a royal rumble where they're throwing them out 
Um, Jade starts fucking up Ruby Soho here, and she eliminates a lot of people. Jade eliminates Hater, think Ford, Red Velvet, and then Nyla eliminates Jade, which I think is going to set up some sort of feud between them. Uh, Tay is in there. She's beating people up. There's a choke bomb. Um, there's then... Oh, I, I, did I mention Thunder Rosa, which it, it, it leads d- down to the final two, which is Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. And they were killing it going back and forth here. Uh, but they're on the apron. And it's eventually this this crazy, like almost eat defeat kind of Enzigiri style kick from Soho, which sends Rosa to the outside. And Ruby wins the match, which I believe Ruby Soho now gets a title shot. Is that how yeah. this works? Yeah. So she's yeah, going to she, get she's... to face Brit. She, she's next in line, man. Like, honestly, Brayden, like, when I saw that it was her and Thunder Rosa, uh, the last two, I was like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that one, man. Because just because I was like, maybe it's too too, too early, man, to be having them two, like, as the final two and making people have to choose between Ruby and, and Thunder Rosa. Like, you yeah. got the fan favorite versus the fan favorite. But, like, na- like now that I think about it, I think it kind of worked out in the end because I think it's going to make people – like sort of uh crave for to see thunder rosa get finally get her shot and stuff like that like me i mean you uh briefly talked about earlier we think the long game is going to be ruby versus uh i mean not ruby uh, uh thunder rosa versus Britt baker for the title and probably thunder rosa is going to take the title off and be the one to actually do that and then but, but ruby man i it it was so cool to see her sort of get that big reaction because i feel like a lot of people even when she was in wwe a lot of people felt that they could have done more with her i mean you could say that with a lot of people honestly but I, I felt like she was one of those people in the women's division, like where they never really sort of tried to see how far they could push her. Like, I think the last time she had like a significant women's title match was like, what, what was that fast lane? Like 2018, like when she faced yeah. Charlotte Flair at that show. Like, I think that was, so yeah, it was cool to see her in the spotlight, man. And be able to get that big reaction. People re- re- reacted very well to the, uh, to the win. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, because I, I was sort of like, uh, like how they how they gonna react to her sort of like getting the win over Thunder Rosa or getting over with Thunder Rosa, but they they reacted very well to it. So uh, yeah, she's she's next to line for Brit man, and I'm pretty sure that you, you you think they're gonna set that up probably for a special edition of Dynamite, or you think they probably gonna hold off until uh, you could do you know, that. At I, I mean, I mean r- r- yeah, Arthur Ashe. There you, there you go. Yeah, I would I would do that there. Uh, I I liked Ruby Riot. I definitely thought that she had like this buzz on the Indies because everyone was like, oh, this girl's like. Uh, very talented and, and awesome. And then WWE, she came and they, they WWE fight her. They, 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 <laughs> they kept her down. They held her down, man. So like she, she needed to riot. She needed to, to kind of break out of that. So I'm, I'm actually g- genuinely interested to see what she can do. Cause just from a little bit here with her and Thunder Rosa, like there's a matchup app, like you could go to that uh, down the line, just a one-on-one match, but yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, yeah. And I was about to say, and then at that, like Ruby, like I think her joining the division, I think she's like probably the most experienced person in the women's division right now. Like I, I would think outside of maybe Thunder Rosa, maybe I don't, I don't really know, but I, I, Ruby's been around for a minute, man. Like she's been around for a, a long time. Yeah, you know, I feel like she adding her to the women's division. This is like that's gonna be sort of your your vet in a way. Like she's she's been around for a long time and like i know she's probably gonna be working in um like we talked about sky blue earlier like doing the aw stuff like aw they, they already um s- s- sending out little teasers and stuff like that like comment on her posts and on, on twitter and stuff like that trying to you know rile r- the people up and you know because i'm pretty sure she's gonna be making the rounds as well so yeah man ruby so she got a i, I think she got a very bright 
bright, bright future in AEW ahead. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see, honestly excited to see what she does outside of AEW as well, seeing as how talents can, you know, roam and, you know, do as well, do as what they please as long as it doesn't conflict with the AEW schedule. Sure. Yeah. It seems like they let people go wrestle anywhere. So, um, but definitely, definitely here, there's, there's a few different things. Uh, but yeah, the vet definitely aspect helps, I think could help uh, a lot of people here. And you, it, it genuinely looks uh, something that's positive about AEW just as a fan and, you know, uh, make fun of me if you will, but it almost seems like everyone is there. Like everyone in wrestling is already a family, like I'm sure in the locker rooms and stuff. But for some mm. reason, AEW feels more of that. It feels like everyone mm. is there to like help each other and 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 make the best possible product and and art that is pro wrestling. And I feel like that they treat each other like a family. And I feel like that's somewhere she she she'll fit in very very well. I I think. Um, mm. I, I I didn't really like this match actually. The battle royal it was just so messy. I don't like the. <laughs> here we flip the card it's the diamonds so here's four people that just come out and like it's going too weird like don't don't worry if you're doing one by one by one like it's not like ripping wwe off really i don't think like i don't know i find i i think it's one of the worst gimmicks that they got it definitely turns me off um there was some cool stuff in the match and probably setting up some feuds but it was kind of all over the place for me more i, I, I need i, I, I need I think I think I just need to say I need more uh, Ty Conti and Anna Jay. I think we all need more Ty Conti and Anna Jay in our lives. Like I, I definitely see where you're coming from with it. It can become sort of like too much in a way, like as far as like the format. Because like I feel like when people come out, they like the crowd is trying to like react to that person to get the steam, and then but at the same time, you got like two seconds later, you got another person coming out, and then the crowd is like, oh well. What about this person that's getting their stuff in the ring? Did you got to pay attention to the person coming down the entrance ramp? And it's, it, it, it can be a, a bit of a cluster at, at times. So I definitely get that. Like, even with, um, I, I sort of noticed that when Layla Hirsch came in, like, she got a nice reaction. She came in the ring and people were like, oh, let's pay attention to Layla Hirsch. But then another person came down and he had to react to that. And it's like, Layla Hirsch is trying to get her stuff in the ring. It's, it, it can be a cluster. I, I don't really think there's anything wrong with taking the Royal Rumble style format. I mean, so many other promotions and companies do it. I understand AEW wanted to, add something different. I mean, I, I think that's sort of a sort of a good thing that they want to bring something different to the, you know, instead of just going the usual format. But I think it it sort of the yeah, the Royal Rumble style format is very easy to follow instead of, you know, the, you know, bringing out people in batches at a time. Yeah, it kills everyone's heat. It kills everyone's like everyone's trying to get their shit in when they make their entrance. But by then, like the music's of other people's hitting and <laughs> it's like kind of it's frantic. It's very like, ah, Jeez, throwing a lot at me, but I'm, um, yeah. Hey, I'm about to say, let, let me add this in real quick. Like, I think I, I give it to, I'm going to say next winter, winter 2022. I, I Jerry Cargill is going to be AEW Women's World Champion, bro. I'm telling you. But she, look, she like legitimately looks like a star. I wish I had muscles like that. Like you see this woman? She's unbelievable. She's got like, muscles like, on yeah, muscles. Like she, she, she got muscles on muscles. But I'm telling you, she, she, she's going to be champion by, I'm going to say, next, net, net, by the time next Christmas rolls around, not this Christmas, next Christmas rolls around, she'll be, she she will either have held the AEW Women's title or will be AEW Women's World Champion. I'm telling you. I, like, bold, like, not a bold prediction because she genuinely does look like a star. I still think I need to see more of the wrestling yeah. aspect. But like, yeah, she seems like, someone Vince McMahon would be like, Oh my God, I need this person like on my roster. Cause she just looks like, mm. like a, 
a live action like action <laughs> like superstar like just looks like yeah. an action figure or like just like a mm. just jack genetically superior <laughs> being here uh and and definitely um whenever she talks definitely but it's definitely the wrestling that needs to mm. uh improve for me but you're saying not not this year so mm. like in about a year and some change she'll be she'll be she'll be mm. evolved and better is what you're saying yeah, yeah. all right yeah definitely i i could see it um I, I i while while i while i have you on the spot andrew i'm gonna put a, a huge dent in the show just just cut the brakes um, cause I, I, I was looking at the, 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 the poster for this, uh, this pay-per-view, uh, Andrew, and I was, and I was just looking at all the talent on the poster, including, um, mm. someone, someone that stood out to me on the poster, Mark Henry. Do you know where I'm going at with, uh, the all out poster? I, I think I have an idea. I think WH had, had DM me about this. Uh, I, I, but I, I think I know where you're going. I'm just saying you, that you might, you might be trying to swear me. No, no, no. I ge- I'm genuinely on the poster. <laughs> That's it. yeah. I wasn't trying to swerve you at yeah. all. I'm just like, I'm just okay. like, hey, there's there's a lot of white people in AEW. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the, the the thing the thing about it is, I when I saw the poster, it's like more so of a like. Um, they 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 do have a a crop of black talent that really should be more featured on the program. Like I feel like even with somebody like Scorpio Sky, I feel like they I feel like they just don't know what to do with Scorpio. Like the 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 men of the year thing is like okay, I guess. Like I, I'm I'm not really into it personally, but I feel like like I'm just I always I always look at like how hot Scorpio was when AEW's first had their legs under it like when they first got on TNT and like he was over as hell. Like and I, yeah. I like I don't know what happened after that or like what with like at what point the steam fell off. Maybe it was the SCU breakup. Maybe it was the pandemic when the, and people just sort of forgot maybe. But I, I feel like they could be doing so much more with him. And even with somebody like Sonny Kiss, I feel like they could I feel like he, we had a comment, me, Nate and uh Chris had a conversation about this on the uh the NWA podcast. We sort of dove into like why why we don't see more Sunny Kiss on Dynamite. I think this is because necessarily they don't really know how to present Sunny Kiss. And I feel like that's just something they need to figure out. And Sonny Kiss is a talented performer, as we all know. Like, I feel like he can do so much more outside of the AEW dark stuff. Like, I feel like if you just find a way to present him on television and book him in a proper storyline, then I feel like it all work. And I, I don't think they, have, they don't have any issues putting people in storyline. So that's another one where I'm kind of like, like, I don't know why he hasn't been featured more. And even with Big Swole, like, I will. I'll hold back on Big Swole because I know she was open about having um she had like a Crohn's flare up and you know that's that that's a very serious issues and she you know she was working through that but it seems like she's back now and you know it, I, I forgot who she brought with at the casino but was it Diamante on, on the uh when they they, they brought on the way out I, I I think I think it was I think it was Diamante that she. That she brought on the way out with like there when, when swole got eliminated she started right 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 somebody on the outside yeah so so i, I think maybe that's you know i'm gonna hold off on that because probably that's you know pro- probably where they going hopefully that's you know get some time on dynamite or probably end up on dark or dark elevation but hopefully get some time on dynamite and like i'm, I'm thinking about some of the other black talents in aw man and it's just like I, they they spotlight in jay cargill but like you said i feel like it's more so of a, um a thing where they still think she's green 
and she is in a way you can kind of tell but uh like it, there, there is sort of a diversity sort of issue like within all major wrestling companies like when you you, you can really spread that around and, and look at it from like in, a, in a, an abundance of different positions like i feel like um I, I feel like Ring of Honor does a good like Ring of Honor does a good. I hope you don't mind me going on this like because like no dude, this is why I asked you. No, say. no, yes. I, I so, completely uh, asked you. Yeah, yeah. So like I think I think Ring of Honor does like a, a really solid job of spotlighting a lot of black talents. Like you see a lot of people like Fred Yeah, Lee Moriarty's there. Um, I think Trisha Door is in the semifinals of the Women's World Title Tournament. Uh, I, th- I think the spoilers got out uh, that that she isn't going to be in the finals, but like still. I think that that they did a great job presenting her with the video package and stuff like that. Like with um, with with, with Impact, you look at people like you know Rich Swan. I think he was the who, what, what was it? He was the second or the third Black Impact World Champion, man. And like I'm I'm trying to like look at it from a bunch of different wrestling companies, but specifically speaking on AEW, I think they, I I think sometimes when you have you 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 need in these writing rooms, you need people of color, you need Black people to to sort of pitch ideas so you can present people in a light where they're relatable to the audience that you know that 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 wants to see them like myself. I want to see black times be presented in a in a really superstar-ish spotlight or superstar status spotlight. I want to see that. So I feel like you it, it won't hurt to have somebody in there to be like, hey, how about we do this? Or hey, how about we do this? Or hey, they wouldn't really say that. Cause like I mean, even with Sunny Kids, like you can't write, I I, I feel like you got to let Sunny Kids be Sunny Kids. Like there's no way to really script gotta like present people as they are and i feel like AEW they they sort of have it's a lot of white you know what i'm saying it's <laughs> a lot of white so, like they, they, so, so, so they know how to white for white people and i feel like that's like it, it's it's a diversity issue honestly bro across a lot of pro wrestling companies and i feel like the only way to get better is to have people of color in those positions so they can guide you along the way and not necessarily take over and steer the ship but just be like hey this is this is how some people would say things or they can just better communicate with the individual to pass along the message you know what i'm saying so it is i think it's a it's just a, a thing of like all companies just need to sort of diversify sort of the behind the scenes to just further communicate and and sort of just make the product more more broad to 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 extend to audiences and extend to black people to extend to you know other other, other people of color to, to just, just you know just better communicate some of those characters better you got to diversify, diversify your bonds. Yeah. You got to do that. There you go. Uh, I, I genuinely think I, I brought it up because like I'm I'm a white guy and I watch wrestling, but I find that WWE in the past few years, like my favorite wrestler, like legit favorite wrestler I get hyped to watch is a Japanese woman, Io Shirai. And I'm like, that's awesome that they've made her like this prominent character. When NXT moved to USA, the first match, the first person to come out was Io Shirai. And I thought that was such a, uh, an awesome move on their part. Uh, and then I love, I love the stuff that they are doing with like, well, I actually wish they never broke up the hurt locker, but um, I, I just, I think WWE, I I'm seeing like um, a bit more diversity than I do see in, in AEW. And I think that that is something that I, I, I do kind of notice. And the poster for all out is literally all, all like all these white people and Mark Henry. Yeah. And Mark Henry's not even on the fucking show. That's so yeah. like, I'm just like, that's such a cop out on their part to be like, oh, we better put someone on. We, they, someone must have noticed this and went, oh, we better like, let's just put Mark Henry on the show. He does commentary for 
rampage. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I just I do think that there there could be some some more diversity. Um, and, and you know what, like you said, like you kind of said, they are, maybe they're, 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 they're trying to move in the, in the better direction and stuff. Um, yeah, you know, you know, like, well, um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it and I, I know I was just going to say, like, I'm, I'm hoping that like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I got, I got a good idea of somebody. I don't know if you know who he is, but my, my, my guy, Phil, he he's, I think he's at AEW and he's going to be attending the media scrum. I got a, I, I got a, just knowing him, I got a pretty good feeling. He's probably going to end up asking about the diversity in, in, in AEW. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he, he comes through with that, which I'm pretty sure he will. And I'm interested to hear who, whoever is, now Tony Khan does some of these media scrums at the end. So I'm interested to see if, if he gets presented that question and how he reacts. Tony Khan is a person of color. So I, you know, I would be interested to, you know, sort of hear how he reacts to that, to that sort of thing. But you, you, you are right. When I, I think WH has sent me the poster uh, early and I was just like, oof. Like, like Tony Khan. <laughs> I was like, I, if, it, I, if, it, if it, I was in the scrum right now, I would say, Tony Khan, you brought in, TNA legend Sting. You brought in TNA legend Christian Cage. Why aren't you bringing in TNA legend Monty Brown? What's wrong with you? What are we doing? Come mm. on, bring mm-hmm. them in. Yeah. Now, you, you, there, there, there are like when you when you when you mention something like that, there are plenty of black legends in wrestling on the scene right now. Like I I, I wouldn't mind seeing Two Cold Scorpio in AEW. Honestly, according to Two Cold, like, I mean if you if you bring <laughs> if you if you bring in you know, all these different people in, man, I couldn't see why you couldn't bring some of these people who are talented black wrestlers who have, who have reached that upper echelon of sort of superstardom in pro wrestling. But yeah, it's a, it's a good point, man. And I, I don't think it's something that's going to be fixed overnight in any promotion, no, no, uh, yeah. AEW as well. So I, I think that all these promoters can do is to honestly just keep bringing in people of color to work behind the scenes to sort of have some influence, man. And I think that's how things will get better. It's the only way. Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry, guys, for like uh, just going off the rails, but I thought it, I thought it, I I thought it had to be said because I kept looking at this poster this week and I was like, damn, man, that's no, nah, that's yeah, wild for sure. Uh, so let's go talk about a match with two white guys. <laughs> 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 let's go to our next match. This could be it. This could be the last match of Jericho. We get the Y2J countdown clock which kind of sounded like the original one looks exactly like the original one, the classic pyro. And it says Jericho's last match as it's MJF trolling the fans here. As he comes out almost dressed like King George or something. MJF comes down to the ring. He says he's better than you and he knows it. And he's going up against Chris Jericho. And the stipulation is if MJF beats him, Chris Jericho has to retire and he'll join the commentary team. That's what we're told here. Chris Jericho comes out to a guitar player playing Fozzie on the guitar, but the crowd's kind of singing along, I think. Uh, So the the guitarist plays Judas, kind of, and the crowd sings along to it, but everything's kind of not matching. Maybe the cadence is off. The guitar players playing certain this parts was, too this fast. Was, this, this was ass. They should have just played the regular music. <laughs> they should have just played the regular music. Here I am trying uh, to sugarcoat hey, 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 it. <laughs> this was bad, bro. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Hey, bro, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. I know you gotta go through the. You know, you about to break the match down, but I, I'm gonna just 
let you know my personal opinion about Chris Jericho for y'all <laughs> folks who already don't know. So, so, Bray, Bray, so, Bray, so, Bray, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. Do, I'm gonna let you finish doing your job, and then you know, you, you kick it over to me when you're ready. <laughs> well, this this was not a uh, a great entrance. Uh, part of me thinks that they they called it audible and said, no, 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 Jericho's Jericho's uh, winning because he can't go out with that as his last entrance because like that was. Like, yo, like they should have got downstate. That made downstate sound like like uh, Andre Bocelli. Uh, this this was really this was really bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> the crowd didn't know what to do. It was just weird. It was like Boogs. It was like Nakamura. Bro, you you wanna know, it, it was like Cody's entrance at Revolution. Yeah, downstate. Yeah. They made that sound yeah. good. <laughs> So, Jared, Jared, <laughs> no, 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 it, 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 it was that it, it was it was that one when the dude was playing live and the crowd was just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good. So Jericho versus MJF. Uh, there's some arm drags early on here and some uh, pinning attempts like inside cradles. Um, Jericho hits a drop kick and a suplex at one point. I thought that it would be a bit more like aggressive, like the feud has been going on for so long. And I know the story now is Jericho loses, he retires, but there's still a year plus of animosity. And I didn't quite feel like they were hitting that off the the top enough for me. Uh, There's the Ric Flair strut or sorry, the Fargo strut. There's the heat seeker from MJF on the apron to Jericho, which is basically this like rope assist pile driver and Jericho sells it like he's dead, but makes it into the ring at the 9.9 count here. Um, goes back outside the ring, and MJF goes for an acai moonsault to the outside, lands on his feet, but gets propped into the air for a pop-up apron bomb from Chris Jericho. Definitely uh, winking to his pal Kevin Owens there. There's then MJF back in the ring, who hits a code breaker on Jericho, but he comes back, and Jericho nails the lion salt uh perfectly for a near fall there's then a spine buster or like power bomb avalanche liger bomb from mjf off the top rope for a near fall um and then there's there's the judas effect from mjf and he pins chris jericho but his Mm -hmm. foot was on the rope Aubrey, the ref, calls the match, says MJF's the winner. Justin Roberts says, hey, too bad. Jericho has to retire. But this other ref comes down. Is it? This wasn't Bryce. I am blanking on Paul Turner. Paul Turner. Thank you. He comes down and is like, hey, Aubrey, you suck. Do your job. (laughs) His foot was on the rope. How long you been doing this? So they look it over. They go to the tent. They look at the footage. And they go, okay, we got to restart this match. So that's what they do. And it's a series of like roll-up attempts. There's a lion tamer sort of from Chris Jericho, a walls of Jericho and MJF taps out. Chris Jericho does not retire. He does not have to join commentary and we can all rejoice. Uh, Praise the Lord that Jericho is (laughs) not joining commentary. I don't know, but Jericho beats MJF. Um, I, I like this better than their last pay-per-view match. Or, or I guess their last match because they had that singles one. But uh, this wasn't anything like bad for me. I just didn't think it it like hit on some of the other stuff. I think we were spoiled earlier in the night, but just with the tag cage match. But this this had some cool stuff to it. It definitely picked up. And it was cool to see MJF do a moonsault 
uh, to the outside, which you don't usually see him kind of pull out these wild moves. Um, the storytelling was here for me. I, I, I could get into it. Um, I wanted to see more of the lion tamer when he tried to do it, which was totally the finish, but he couldn't really quite hold it. But MJF still tapped. So, yeah. Uh, what did you think? Mm-hmm. So, even so, I'm so I'm, I'm gonna put away my um <laughs> my, my 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 sort of rant about Jericho for a minute. And I was just like the the, the story the, towards the the final stretch of the match. I, I will say it was interesting as far as like how they went about it and the false finish and what yeah they basically the false finish when Jericho's foot was on the rope. I was like okay that was a that was a cool thing and, and mainly because of the crowd how the crowd reacted to it. I was like okay since the crowd was into it that sort of made me get into it and I was like okay this is a this is okay thing I'm I'm cool with this and you know of course you could see what they was leading to with Jericho eventually getting his win back and I honestly I thought for a split second. That they were going to have MJF still beat him, yeah. And then yeah. you know we would have the un- unfortunate service of having to listen to Chris Jericho every Friday night, <laughs> yell and scream over Excalibur and Taz ah! and Mark Henry, which nobody wants. I, 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 I definitely don't want that. But honestly, Brad, I, I, I would just, I would just throw this idea out there. I was legit thinking I could, I could, I don't, I don't know if you could see this. I could definitely see like if if MJF had one. Jericho is 100% the type of dude that will go back to WWE. And I don't mean necessarily leave AEW, but I could definitely see him popping up in one of those Saudi Arabia shows. Saudi show for like, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jer- Jer- Jericho's ego would not allow him to be forgotten. All There's it no takes, Andrew. That- like the the Saudi prince needs to go, Vince. Vince, I want uh, I want uh, Chris Jericho uh, versus Ultimate Warrior. Uh, well, actually, uh, we we can't do that. We could do we could do Chris Jericho versus. Uh, uh, we could bring Undertaker back. Book it. Yeah. Uh, no, I I think Jericho will will yeah. be Jericho will be in the WWE Hall of Fame, no doubt. But um, I I He's like going back. He's going back, bro. Not, not anytime soon. I don't think. <laughs> not anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, like one day, he will. He will definitely uh, show face there again. Um, but yeah, this. But like, this man, I, I love- yeah. I was going to say to piggyback on what you were saying about MJF, like it was sort of nice to see him sort of break out the usual mode from what we see from him. Like he sort of did a lot of different stuff. And MJF, he, he gave him his, he, he's like a really, he's a really good wrestler. Like when he's like, well, like even before the AW stuff, like MJF is like very, very talented. But I think his money is in the heel work, the might work, like not giving too much and then bringing it out on these big shows. So I, I I think this works for him. Like whenever it's time for these big marquee matches, that's when he'll give a little bit more and a little bit more. And then maybe one day when he was in, when he gets, um, you know, there's a big, big world title match outside of the one he had against Mox um, last year, I believe. Like, I, I think that's when he'll bring out the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think he can bring it out. Uh, it's definitely his promo. That's, that's the good stuff, but uh, probably some of his best work. I, I like seeing him do some of that stuff. We uh, well, you never you never really got to tell me how you really feel about uh, Chris Jericho, but uh, I imagine you think he's the goat, and you probably think uh, he's the best, <laughs> and probably uh, agree with him in all of his uh, political and personal beliefs. Uh, not not at all. Wait, if if you guys want to see, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to waste. <laughs> not even waste of time, but if you guys, but if you guys want to hear my opinions on Chris Jericho, go back to the Up Next archives and check out my battle against Way, and that's why I emptied the clip True, of Chris yeah. Jericho. 
Maybe you uh, should have emptied the clip on Wake, and you would have won. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what? And and this is where this podcast ends. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So you're saying we're not going to go on the Chris Jericho rager? Because that means that we're going to have to return the ticket we got for you, Andrew. Thought we were all going to go. You couldn't pay me to go on that thing. (laughs) You couldn't pay me. Because I damn sure would go. not, Not me. You don't want to go on a cruise ship with wrestling fans and wrestlers and comedians and people. It sounds fun. And I, I, I will pass on uh, being a part of Prince Jericho's festivities. Hard pass. Very hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to try the bubbly, though. I hope, uh, I hope I one day get to try it. We go to our next match. It's kind of a match people are somewhat interested in. It's kind of the match that everyone's here for. Well, we get a video for it. It's Darby Allen versus CM Punk. The video we see Darby Allen doing, best way to describe it, Darby stuff. Darby doing Darby things, meaning there's a body bag, there's a helicopter, and there's Darby jumping out of the helicopter. It's basically Jackass meets your weird friend's indie movie that he makes because he wants to be a director. Um, but jumping out of things into water from high distances, like can still be dangerous. No, like, can't you not still like break your legs if you like jump through water from a small, uh, uh, like high enough point? This guy's got to be careful. I know Jackass 4 got that pushback, that delay. So uh, Darby's still, Darby's still doing the Jackass stuff. We get the clips of CM Punk and the huge return at Rampage, the first dance and uh, everything coming into this. And Darby comes out with Sting. And Darby's dad, Sting, goes, go on, son. Darby's dad. I'm going to drop you off today at school. Go put in a shift. You got this. Good luck on your exam. You got this. Fist bumps his son and and goes back into the tunnel. It's really, it's kind of, it's really weird. <laughs> it's really great. It's just some wholesome... <laughs> father-son moment here in pro wrestling that you just love to see but in the biggest news of the night this overtops everything doesn't don't talk to me about debuts or returns or people jumping ship forbidden doors i'm talking about cm punk wearing tights long (laughs) tights he pulled an okada he switched up his attire he's wearing pants it's clobbering time in these pants. Only in wrestling do we get mad about people wearing pants or not wearing pants. It's a whole thing. But yeah, CM Punk's wearing long tights, guys. What's up with that? <laughs> What'd you think of the pants? You're a big fan of the pants. You love the pants. I hope you're wearing pants right now. We're doing this uh, podcast via Zoom. <laughs> Andrew's lost his mind. <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, bro. You, you are hilarious, dog. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I eat Because <laughs> no, I, I, I saw that too. I was like, pe- people was like making like a big thing out of punk wearing tights. I was like, like when, when he came out, I saw it. I was like, oh, he's wearing tights. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> like, it, I mean, uh, like, I was like, okay. He, he, he decided to wear tights this time. 
but I, uh, like, I, I mean, I really make a big deal out of it. Like, I, I was still, I'm still laughing about the whole. <laughs> you talk about <laughs> dropping them off at school. <laughs> you go put on the shift for this exam and all that. You crazy as hell, man. Like, <laughs> we got, we got Sting dropping his kid can, can, off. Can we, can we get to the match, please? <laughs> Can we get to the match, please? <laughs> so it's clobbering time, Chicago. This is the biggest thing to happen in Chicago since Donda. Honestly, this is this is it. Chicago's on a on a high right now, and CM Punk is back. The Chicago made Punk is here to face Darby Allen, and he sits down. We got Darby in the corner doing his like his Raven sit down thing, his emo kid grunge thing and CM Punk doing his classic cross leg sitting thing. So it's a battle of the sitting down. I know we're waiting for that Malachi black CM Punk sit down in the, in a match, but we get the Darby sit down versus punk sit down. Um, it, it starts off with kind of some just classic wrestling here. CM Punk looks great by the way. Like he looks like he's in great physical shape, uh, clearly getting set for that, that Ricky rabies heels uh, role. But there's some takedowns and classic maneuvers. Darby, who's clearly smaller than Punk, hits Punk and drops him with a shoulder block, which kind of makes Punk laugh and pisses him off. He goes for the GTS early, but Darby escapes and goes outside and kind of regroups. Uh, Back in the ring, Darby gets Irish whipped through the turnbuckle, like to the outside. Just insane. This is a jackass stunt in itself here, getting thrown around out of the ring. There's then you, punk- you, you remember when Amber Moon did that a couple of years ago, when she got thrown into the uh, the post yeah. and she like flew to the outside and like injured her shoulder? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like it's like just getting your body like just thrown around. I don't know how how he does it. I don't even know if there is an there must be an art to this by just <laughs> inflicting pain on yourself. There's a surfboard from CM Punk here. There's a tilt-a-world backbreaker for a near fall. Darby comes back with a stunner and then like the standing coffin drop and then sets up for the sunset flip, the code red, but Punk gets out of that. There's a cross body off the top, but then it's countered into, I think, a GTS, which sends Darby again flying to the outside. Um, But Darby eventually wakes up and comes back. There's a tope sending Punk out. And then this huge swanton swan dive to the outside lays punk out in the ring and goes for the coffin drop. But punk just in the nick of time does his best. Michael Myers, his best undertaker sits up as Darby hits, I guess what? No, no dirt in the, in the grave. I, you could say no water in the pool. Punk that, just- oh, that is so That is so bad. <laughs> Jesus, man, Brad, Brad, you, you, you open to tonight, bro. <laughs> He he goes he goes up top and he's like laughing, but it's countered again into a crucifix. But Punk gets out of it. Darby then locks in this this pinning uh, like move that we've seen him win matches with the Last Supper. But Punk kicks out of that. There's then Punk with these like kicks and and lariats, and then he hits this GTS, the Go to Sleep, and CM Punk pins Darby Allen. And uh, in his in his comeback match and clobbering time, indeed. Uh, how did you think CM Punk looked in his return after seven and a half years? So I, I like now I definitely well I, I thought I thought it from the get go, but I for sure think Darby Allen was the perfect first opponent for Punk just because Darby is 
very fast individual and he, he sort of moves at a very rapid pace. And I think he sort of forced CM Punk to sort of match him in, in, in a lot of different ways. I think that was, I think that was really cool. Like I, Punk being, you know, being out of the ring for seven years, I think he did, he did just fine. He performed just well. I think he'll be fine going forward. Like, I don't think he's, I like, even with, I, I, I don't think he would even be of the idea that he's going to be like cranking out like, Oh my God, type of matches. I think he is going to be very content with these style of matches. Like they'll be very good to great considering who you ask. Like I think he will be in this range for the remainder of his run in AEW. And ain't nothing wrong with that. I think he'll put on a lot of good matches. So yeah, I, I think he did just fine, you know, coming out the gates for his AEW, uh, AEW debut, man. And it, it was a solid match. And I like I don't I don't I don't think this hurt Darby at all. Like I think Darby is like Darby is so that he, he's being presented so well to the point where I think he's sort of hitting that line where he may not even need a title to necessarily be over. I don't think anybody will mind him having a title, but it just seems like he's doing so well on his own. I'm, I'm actually very interested to see how they book Darby coming out of this, like what's next for him or like just, just the next steps that, that he goes in or this character uh, is going to be presented in. And it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Punk as well. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm interested to see what they line up for him next. Yeah, like like I could I could see people giving criticism that like okay like it was kind of more of a slower paced match, but I feel like CM Punk was that type of he was in that era like of course he was the guy the indie guy that like almost made that that transition that crossover for everyone else following suit in like the world of indie wrestling like he almost made indie wrestling like more important he was the guy but he still has that like old school vibe in even throughout his wwe stuff uh this week yeah um me and me and davy did a summer of punk show on the patreon covering his 2011 run like the money in the bank the pipe bomb all that stuff and there's a lot of callbacks to that like in this match like a lot of similar stuff with john cena in the match there was also i think people i think it was you i saw you tweet about what the the bret hart uh one yeah. two three kid Spot. What mm -hmm. spot was that earlier in the match? So, so it, it, it was like at the beginning when um, Darby gave him an arm drag, or he like he like took him over. He like sort of flipped him over, did like an MMA like judo type thing, and just and CM Punk gave him the whole like it was the same thing Bret Hart did when he faced Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman gave him like a quick arm drag, and Brett was like, okay. Like I didn't expect that, and then Punk yeah. did the same. He sort of gave like a little smirk to the camera, and I was like, "That's why I was like, good, good, good on the production team for catching that." Because I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was, I don't know if they were clue in on that, but it just seemed like they caught it just at the right time, and like I think that was just a good job on them sort of catch. It was a good little, good little tribute to Brad and um Sean Waltman. Yeah, I, th like Punk, Punk for me always had that old school mentality mixed in with some of the stuff. Like nothing he does looks the most graceful. He's like almost sloppy in like a good way. So here it's almost like he was just kind of coming out the gate after seven and a half years, like just kind of testing the waters, trying to muscle memory, see what he remembers to do. It was almost like he was doing kind of basic wrestling moves in this match, like the surfboard, mm -hmm. the abdominal stretch, the tilt to world backbreaker. It was kind of normal stuff until the end where he's hitting like his calf kick, the leg lariat stuff. And the, of course, the GTS. I know we are all waiting for that Pepsi plunge, but that's definitely, uh, I guess, coming down the line. Um, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't mad at this at all. It was still crazy. Like, I, I didn't believe that this guy would be wrestling until I had to see it. And well, we got to see it, but I don't think, I think this is still like, like step, step one. one. Um, 
of like what's going to happen, like step one, phase one here of uh, like where we go with with CM Punk. And there's definitely so many matches. So I'm, I'm definitely willing to see where it can go. And it definitely helps all these young guys that whoever like ties up with him gets to talk to him and learn and, and do all this stuff and get definitely get your it gets attention and eyes uh, on all these things. This will definitely be the most ordered AEW pay-per-view just because oh, without CM Punk was wrestling on it. And then you, you got to check out all the other stuff and hopefully you stick around. Um, I thought AEW had a huge misstep with the first dynamite after Punk showed up on Rampage should have started with like a Bucks match or like something. Instead, it was like an episode of Dark. And I just thought you you probably turned a lot of people away who were checking in for the first time. But I think if you checked out this pay-per-view, a lot of people will be like, oh, okay, like maybe I do want to watch this stuff. This match didn't blow me away by anything. It was just sort of like an exhibition spectacle kind of thing to see him wrestle again. But I'm interested to see where he goes from here. And uh, I'm interested to see. I, I, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I think next, I'm going to make a prediction. I take Punk's next feud is going to be against Will Hobbs. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. That's going to that's gonna be next. Will Hobbs and CM Punk. Interesting. I mean, you could, there's so many different things with so many different young guys. Uh, there's, there's, I know, I know, obviously you could go with the Kenny Omega route uh, down the line. I know I said it time ago and I know he just said it, I think in an interview, but CM Punk, Teaming up with Daniel Bryan to face the Young Bucks is a main event. That, that would, that would. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool to see CM Punk back and, and tied up. And, and yes, he's wearing long pants. I can't believe it. Oh, my God. <laughs> the world's on its axles. Um, but super cool. I'm, I can't wait to see more from, from Punk. Uh, after the match, Sting's dad... He comes Darby's back. Dad. Sorry, Darby's dad, Sting. Darby's dad. Sting comes out. <laughs> he comes to the ring and he's like, You did a good job, son. You did you you you, you gave it your best shot. You did an okay. And they do their the code of honor, the, the handshake here. Um, which I, I assume they were gonna set up Sting versus Punk, but I guess that's not the route uh, we're going. Um Punk leaves, he goes up the ramp, and then he doesn't know which tunnel to go through. So he points at the face tunnel. He points at the heel tunnel and he listens to the crowd and realizes he's got to go through the face tunnel. He's got to make sure he goes through the right one. Cause he's still a baby face, but I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so um, we go to an announcement for their next pay-per-view, which is happening November 13th, I believe, which is a Saturday. AEW full gear, which is happening, um, which, yeah. What do you think uh, are some predictions that's going to happen on that show? See, man, I, I, I was like, I, I want to say I was like halfway set on a Miro versus Danielson TNT title match, but I was like, that's, I, I initially thought, like I said earlier, I thought we were going to get some type of confrontation between those two at the Arthur Ashe show. But I, I, then I slowly realized that like four gear was probably like, well, I, well, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with like a seven week, eight week build up to a to a, to a title match. Like I mean, I'm pretty sure nobody would complain about you know a good solid build to a few. I'm, I'm thinking like for a title match, man. Like as far as the AEW title, I 
do do, do you go Omega and, and Danielson this early? Like, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. it's, it's two months from now, essentially, because I mean, they got they pushed the they pushed the date back. It's uh, November sixteenth, so okay. it, it was it, it was going to be November sixth, but they pushed it back to the sixteenth. So, uh, I mean, that's a good two month two month two month bill right there to uh to a to a, to a pay per view. So, I mean, you know, I, you could go that route as far as the women's title goes. I, I think they probably go like a different challenge, like much like um, Chris Atlander. Like they probably go somebody like who's on the up and up. Like maybe, yeah. Who, who you think they could? Who you think they could throw out there? Like maybe, maybe they go with a Julia Hart. Maybe just somebody different. No, I'd say like yeah. yeah, I'd say full gear. You do the Soho. Oh wait, maybe Soho's in Queens. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe you do. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, yeah, November because like. It's November thirteenth. No, no, yeah. uh, the Saturday is the is the show, and I feel like you could yeah, just no, 13, do. 13. You could just do strike while the iron's hot. Do Danielson versus Omega. Like fuck it, mm-hmm. why not? Just go. Just why not? You can do it. Then just do it. Like the mm-hmm. dude's not going to wrestle forever. Let's get this out of the way. It's what mm-hmm. we all. It's what we all want to see. Give the people what they hey, want. Braden, what, what what new Japan legend is Moxley going to be facing at uh at, at full gear? If you have, if you just had to take a quick guess. Ishii. Ooh. Get, give Ooh. me Tanahashi. I want Moxley Tanahashi at AEW pay-per-view, 100%. Yeah. The boogeyman of New Japan says he is Moxley. So I want him to face everyone and then beat um, Tanahashi. Um, yeah, there's there's a few different things you can do. I don't know what's hey. going to happen with, with Hangman Kenny, but that still needs to happen. So Kenny can never drop the title until we get to Hangman. That's just the rules. Yeah. That's, just, that's just law. I can't. I can't. It's not my discretion. You you want to know what, Brayden? I, I I don't I don't know exactly for full gear, but I do have a match prediction for that Arthur Ashe show. Okay. Adam Cole and the Bucks versus Danielson, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. Yeah, that could be wild. Yeah, definitely book it. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that. Let, let's let's go to the. The co-main event of the evening. That's right. Co-main event QT. QT Marshall. QT Marshall. (laughs) Going up against, don't call him Big Show. No more BS. We We got Paul White going up against QT Marshall. Um, What do we think of Big Show's MVP-inspired gear? (laughs) You're talking about this. There's a whole bodysuit kind of thing here. It was weird. Um, this, this, this was the draw. I mean, this is why this pay-per-view is going to be downloaded and bought a million times because this is QT Big Show. I genuinely think they put this on the card to allow people to get their washroom break in, get their smoke break in, because we've been just sitting and watching a lot of wrestling nonstop, and we needed something to quickly go, hold on, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. No, I, I definitely think this was the let me down match because I mean you, you you can't just go from like punk directly to that like you you just you just can't like you had to have some type of filler yeah in there and like it like the the, the whole show it, it was kind of like straight straight through like and I, I do kind of like my wrestling like that just like all the way through no 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 thrill no filler in between and like i mean at, at some point you had to have some type of filler in there and this was i think this was the perfect spot for it and like i, I remember me and you were talking about it i was like if this matches anything 
longer than probably like five or six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm done. But, I, but you know what? I, I I was like, you know what? I ain't even mad at it because I mean, I it, it it served its purpose. Like the match was there to sort of just let the crowd go do what they had to do. Like, hey, you just endured a lot. You just took in a lot, so go whatever, and then come back for the main event. So I mean, like it it it, it wasn't too much. Like I said, there and I watched, and it was you know it went back quick, and Big Show got to do his you know. He beat the hell out of Aaron Solo. But you know what? I, I, I will give some type of props to QT Marshall because I actually read an interview today that he did. And he did, he did something real cool for Aaron Solo. He was like, QT was supposed to be in that casino battle royal at double or nothing. And he lied to Tony Khan and said he was injured. So Aaron Solo could get in. Oh, good, man, good, 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 good guy, QT Marshall, man. So kudos to him for being a, 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 a good sport and a team player. But yeah, this match did not need to go anything more than five or six minutes. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this I thought was just going to be Big Show punching him in the face and then pinning him. There was a few things like QT got some stuff in where he's like beating him down, working the leg, and there's interference, and in the factory are are there and stuff. Um, it's eventually mm-hmm. uh, there's chops and he rips up QT's chest at one point, but Paul White. Uh, Beats up the he does the the punch on Camarado who almost like no sells it so uh, they're definitely gonna have to maybe go down to I mean you don't have to please don't uh, really <laughs> what am I what am I saying uh, well it's I think it was a choke slam that put away QT and Paul White gets the win and Tony Schiavone is so happy I wish Big Show poured a smoothie over him but I love I love my QT but I'm sorry I don't think uh, it's it pay per view worthy but again maybe this was here for the 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 pit stop the pit break uh in the match but shout out qt and his 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 pay-per-view gear i mean diamonds and studs and and everything that factory money you know getting paid <laughs> you 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 know what you you asked me for my full gear prediction yeah here we go qt marshall versus mark henry at full gear i'm telling you right now I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. QT okay. is going to be the Dolph Ziggler of AEW. Right. I'm telling you. Right. Well, maybe we'll get Paul White versus Mark Henry. At- Ooh, do, do, do. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Well, I'm do. just happy to see QT on a pay-per-view. He deserves uh, all the all the shine for uh, helping out people in, in the industry and, and every everyone here at AEW and the the factory and all that nightmare stuff. Well, um, we go, we get an announcement here of John Moxley and Minoru Suzuki taking place this Wednesday. And John Moxley has a promo here. And I said, right before he started talking, Oh no, he's going to tell us that he's going to kill somebody again. And that's exactly what he says. He says, he's going to Minoru. He's mm. going to take him and put his body in the ground. And it's the nasty natty Cincinnati. And that's when it's going to happen. And the crowd's going to love it. So, that's this Wednesday. I'm super stoked for this this match. I uh, can't wait to see BD Elite. BD Elite. That's it. BD Elite. This Wednesday, we'll be chatting all about it. Uh, we get another promo from someone else. Malachi Black in a black suit. He's in that dark room that he loves hanging out in all the time. Um, he's talking some trash about the Nightmare family, including Dustin. And it looks like he's not done with Cody and, and the whole crew. And it's time to pay the boatman's toll. So uh, yeah, Malachi Black wants to kick some people in the head. That 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 equals that Cody is getting his win back. That's right. <laughs> That's <how. laughs> You're damn right. The hero <laughs> is coming back. The Highlander of AEW. 
He's coming Co- back. Cody is what 100%. It, it, anybody who doesn't think Cody's getting his win back, you out your damn mind. He's, he's getting his win back. So, so, some way, somehow, along this journey, Cody is getting his win over Malachi Black. I'm we don't we you. don't take kindly I'm to Cody's you. slander here on the show, okay? Uh, oh, Co- okay? Cody, Cody is Cody is the Cody is the <laughs> goat. He is everything you need in pro wrestling. He's got the great gear. He's got the great theme song. He's got the great wife. He's got everything. He's the guy in wrestling. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I, I can tell you something. Cody didn't do great. That uh, that promo he cut a couple months back, Mr. Uh, <laughs> with, when, when he's doing the whole thing about the the biracial promo. And it's fine. The, His kids the, biracial. AEW's a uh, camera crew just so happened to cut to the white guy in the Black Lives Matter shirt, which was a uh, something. So it was very, uh, it was very nation of domination when they cut to that one white guy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> You know that everyone knows that clip from that one dude, the dude, <laughs> just very on the nose there. Uh, but none of that matters because Cody's kid is biracial. I don't know if you knew that, but biracial. He's like logic. Let's let's give it to the main event, bro. Come on, let's go. We go to the main <laughs> event let's go, let's go to- of All Out. The main event is the AEW World Championship on the line. The champion, Kenny Omega, defending against the Impact champion, Christian Cage. But this is not title v. title. It's just the AEW title that's on the line. Justin Roberts says that Kenny Omega is from somewhere near the Waffle House near the airport in North Carolina. And Christian Cage is from Toronto. Stand up. Um, I guess... Is Christian the original? I mean, Christian's from Toronto, so he's the original CLB, right? The creepy little bastard, the certified lover boy. I think that's what they used to call Christian on Monday Night Raw, the CLB. I'm pretty sure someone knows what I'm talking about. Was it Jericho or Austin? Creepy little bastard. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) You're right. They, They used to call him that. (laughs) Um, so there's some sort of, um, like a slap fight here. Kenny and cage clearly loved what Naya and Charlotte did on raw a few weeks ago. They start beating each other up here. Christian sends Kenny to the outside and (laughs) dives like off the top turnbuckle post onto the outside onto Kenny here as they're throwing each other into the guardrails and everything. There's a table that's brought into play and Kenny jumps off the apron and double stomps the table which then like breaks onto Christian. Um, this spot is pretty nasty, actually. It looks awesome. Then Kenny sets him up to go and do his moonsault off the guardrail, but completely slips, lands on his feet, but the crowd is giving him shit. So then just to like just to make things like almost seem like it didn't happen at all, jumps and then effortless effortlessly hits this moonsault. I don't know, like obviously he slipped and and stuff, but like. To, to hit this is insanity. So good on him. Um, I'm happy that he didn't actually eat shit and get hurt here. But doing this moonsault on a guardrail and then landing it onto Christian just with such like veracity and, and just looked great. In the ring, he hits the Sushi Garoshi, the suplex lift into the Ushi Garoshi. There's then a, a near fall. Christian comes back with some chops and some slaps. Kenny goes for the fireman carry into the you can't escape. But oh, my God. Christian escapes and hits a reverse tornado DDT. And as I shouted on our watch along, Hey, he escaped. 
the rest of the, the now arena start chanting, he escaped, he escaped. There's the V trigger from Kenny, which puts Christian down and another one, some snap dragons and Christian's looking a little groggy. There's then another table that's set up here and Christian who comes back on the apron runs at Kenny. It's almost like Kenny's trying to do a snapdragon through the table, but it's a spear from Christian that sends Kenny crashing through this table, which looked awesome. And then Don Callis, who takes off his like bubblegum pink suit, starts fanning Kenny, like, wake up, Kenny, wake up. He gets Kenny back in the ring. Christian sets up for the spear, but it's to the back of Kenny, like almost like a spear to the spine, which looked awesome. And then he hits another spear, which Kenny does like a full like flip rotation, just looks like his neck is bumping all over the place. But he kicks out. Christian doesn't know what to do, but Kenny comes back and hits the rain trigger, which is the like rainmaker arm clip into the V trigger. But Christian kicks out. There's a Christian cage clover leaf, almost like a lion leaf with the, the lion tamer knee into it here. This is when the good brothers come out. Carl Anderson looking very relaxed with Luke Gallows trying to make a distraction here, which allows Christian to gain the upper hand, just like how he won the impact title. Hits the kill switch. Kenny sells it like death, but he kicks out it too. This is when Don gets in the ring and the ref totally should have kicked him out of here. Uh, Christian and Kenny are fighting on the top rope and Kenny gets Christian up on his shoulders, electric chair, and jumps off the top rope, hitting an avalanche super one-winged angel. And we know ain't nobody kicking out of a normal one-winged angel and definitely not off the top. Kenny Omega pins Christian Cage to retain the AEW championship. Damn. What'd you think? So I, I definitely think this was the, probably these, you know, the, the second best to their first, their first match that they had on the Rampage show. I don't think this match was as nearly as good as, as, as the first one. And maybe that just had to do with, this crowd at all out like bro like we, we all knew something was happening after this like it was just like it, it was just so obvious and in a good way not in a bad way like we i think everybody was just sort of like not disinterested or not un, un, uninterested in the match it was more so like okay it can be sort of you know get get to what's about to happen after and i think that's more the like general consensus that everybody was thinking about but they, yeah. they did go out there and have a a, a solid match you know uh i don't think like I said, I don't think it was better than the one they had in Pittsburgh. I think that one was that that one was definitely way better than this one. But you know, I, I think for for what it was, Omega and Christian did go out there and have a solid match. And it, it, I mean, you it, it was it was. I if you would have asked me, I, I did this wouldn't have been the main event. But I mean, but that that's obviously before we knew what was to come, and that was to set up you know everything else going forward. So. You know, it, it, it was a solid main event match, man. I don't really think it was something that was out of place in the card at all. Yeah, it's like before this, we weren't sure if this was going to be the main. Would Darby and Punk be the main? I'm happy Darby and Punk wasn't the main. Mm -hmm. um, it definitely, it, it served its purpose being in here. I, I'm kind of on your side. I really like that Rampage match yeah. that they had where, where he killed him with the kill switch into the chair and won the Impact title. It was like kind of a shocker. It was kind of fun on the spot. It was good. This one... I feel like there there's a better match there that maybe it just didn't happen. I didn't dislike this, but definitely the the looming, oh my God, what's going to happen after it? Can we just get to that? Can we just get to that? 
we know Christian's not winning the title. We know it. So like there was some cool bites and some stuff, but we all knew like Christian was it, but I, I still, I still enjoyed it, but you, you're right. It wasn't, it wasn't my match of the night. Um, there was definitely a few other things I, I liked over this, but definitely didn't hate it. Um, Christian can still go, man. He looks fantastic. And I know Kenny, Kenny is not everyone's cup of tea and can be kind of silly as of late, but still, still really good in the ring. And I know he slipped on that guardrail, but then hits it even better. Just, just awesome. But this is where things get interesting. The young bucks come out down to the ring. The elite usher a beatdown on Christian Cage. And this is where Jurassic Express come out. They kind of they're gonna make the save, but they get beat up. This is where there's a series of yes chants echoing out through the arena here in Chicago. Kenny Omega grabs a microphone and says, huh? says, ah, Chicago, you understand. Best in the world this, best in the world that. Mentions uh, uh, Urkel again here. Mm-hmm. Um, and did I do that? And, uh, oh, wait, maybe he says that a little bit, little bit later. And yeah, he's, later. Yeah, he says, he says um, no one's on my level. No one can face me. Who am I even supposed to face? Anyone who's on my level is, is already retired or already dead or and, not here yeah and q adam cole baby yes adam cole is all elite he comes out with some pretty sweet music uh on the first listen i was like yes already better than whatever it was you were using for like a few months there at the end of nxt adam cole walks out he comes down to the ring Black and gold T-shirt, of course, all elite, baby, with uh, with the the shoes to match, leather jacket. He stands in the ring, and the elite, might I add, look like they've seen a ghost. Mm-hmm. But Adam Cole super kicks the dinosaur. Oh my god! What the elite beat down on Jurassic Express and Christian, and we get the elite. With the elite kiss. Oh, did I fucking miss this? Where the young bucks kiss Adam Cole on each side of his cheek. Uh, just, just some wholesome family content. This is where Kenny once again grabs the microphone and says, did I do that? He says, what? You thought he was dead, didn't you? Uh, just fantastic. I'm losing my let, mind. I about to say, let, 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 let's, let's break this down. Yeah, this okay. Like whole... This is like a whole thing in its own. Like we even had more after this man, but like Adam Cole is officially the finesse king. Officially. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> officially the finesse king. Like and, and let's be real. He had a fantastic run in NXT, bro. Like I- anybody that says anything other than that, they're lying to you. Like he had a great run in NXT, probably one of the best runs in NXT history, if not the best run in NXT history. Like and not even NXT, WWE, in- man. Like, like just Probably, overall, yeah. like the Undisputed Era stuff was so over, so hot. Of course, he was a star before, mm-hmm. but that run was awesome. In my opinion, I, I know I know, I was there, but Johnny versus Cole at TakeOver New York, the two out of three falls, instantly one of my favorite matches of all time. Like that run he had in NXT mm-hmm. was just awesome. And he turned whatever all this was down. We, we There was rumors he was leaving. There was rumors that he might sign. He's offered this. He's offered that. But to see him walk out here, he instantly fits. He looks like he belongs here. 
he's part of this crew. He's part of this family. I've said on shows before, uh, I've, I've watched wrestling for a long time, but my, the era that like, like I was already still watching. I never stopped, but the era that really like got me was with Adam Cole and the elites and the bucks and all that stuff. Like I just was super into this, like on screen, uh, like relationship that all these guys have. And to see it being brought back to life here, literally back from the dead, Adam Cole, I'm like, you have my attention. You have all my money. He looks like a key player. And you're right, dude, finessed, like dude walked and shows up here looking like a superstar. He was going to be losing to Jeff Hardy and that samurai cop dude, carrying cross on, on Monday night raw. And instead he's out here, he's going to be like another big deal. And like hanging out with his boys, hanging out with his wife. Why wouldn't he have done this? What a great Mm -hmm. move. And I was so over the moon to see him here. This was definitely, I think the best decision that Adam Cole could have made. Like I was even saying on podcasts, like I, I don't think, in this scenario, he could have made a bad decision when you look at the context of everything. Like he had to stay with WWE, went to the May roster and May Bank, and you know, is still 31 years old, not old at all. And then he could have went to all of the wrestling a couple years later, or he can go now and then have the time of his life and you know, probably get booked way better than he probably would in the main roster. So I, I think he definitely made a smart choice. And then he left WWE on such a good note man yeah he went there and had and had a great run in nxt and then now he took all that momentum and now he's in AEW, coming off of one of the best runs of his career like adam, adam cole is in a great spot right now man like he 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 made a very smart business decision and that's what it's about like i think I, I think going forward, you're going to see more people sort of follow in that formula. Maybe if they do decide to go to WWE, like they'll probably sort of take after similar steps that he took and be like, oh, you know, NXT's done. Oh, well, you know, I'm out. And yeah, and yeah. Literally, like you just said now, he looks like he fits right in. Like he's with his friends and like, I'm pretty sure the booking is going to be more decent, more better than, you know, if he would have decided to stay with WWE. So yeah, man, Adam Cole is a, uh, in all elite wrestling, man, he he definitely like so like as soon as he came out, dude looked like he that, that that's where he belonged. So yeah, man. Hey, hey, hey Brad, I was gonna ask you like for somebody that consistently tunes into NXT, like how, how big of a hit is Adam Cole being gone from NXT? Like, just do yeah. you think they just gonna they just gonna slide Johnny Gargano in that role? Like, that it's Adam tough, Cole man. It's, it's so it's so tough. Honestly, it's a big hit. It's a really big hit. And that's probably why they're moving in the d- different directions that they are, because uh, Johnny, Champa, Cole, they're definitely the core of NXT. And now, like, the one key player, Undisputed Era is broken up as well. Like, there's just... Bobby Fish gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there isn't... There isn't... A, no more Tyler Rust. Like, there's just so much missing now in NXT that is going to, like, tear it apart. And And Cole is a big, big piece of it. Like, yeah, like, think of it. Not even just, like, being the guy whether it was Undisputed Era with the war game stuff, but uh, the merch, like everyone did the the gold and black shirts and the, the he's so over. I don't know how they messed it up. He's instantly one of the best talkers in, in WWE either. I know D- Vince McMahon looks at him. A lot of us look at him and go, oh, he's really short, but mm-hmm. uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he grabs a microphone here. It's not over, ladies and gentlemen. As Adam Cole says, who's ready for story time? With Adam Cole, baby, he says, <laughs> he says with a with an amazing line here, and you know, he, you, you know, 
he, he's, he's finessing and he's got to come correct. He's, he, you know, he had this one in the chamber ready. He says, the elite is the most dominant faction in the history of professional wrestling. Right away, just throw in the dirt on the, <laughs> the, the coffin that is undisputed era. Like, like the, too soon, bro. Too soon. He says, there's no chance in hell that anyone can stop us. And Kenny Omega says, well, isn't that a happy ending? And Q, are you ready, folks? No, it's not the final countdown. It's the flight oh, of the my. Valkyries. Oh, no, no, no. Baby, my, my heart was so hurt when I didn't hit it. Da, 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 da. I was, yeah, yeah. I hit that so bad. It was probably too much money, man. The, <laughs> yeah. Was it? Who's the band? Europe, Europe. I think. Yeah, they Europe, probably wanted yeah. too much money. They wanted too many euros. Um, so, flight of the Valkyries hits. Are you ready for it? Holy shit! Yes, yes, yes. Brian Danielson comes down to the ring, cleans house, lighting up these guys, the elite, as they run with their tail between their legs, standing tall with Christian Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, because you know Daniel Bryan's got to support the the Earth and the dinosaurs and all that green. Daniel Bryan, sorry, don't call him that. That's his dead name. Okay, Brian Danielson. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson, which they said to JR like 700 times. Brian Danielson. It's Brian Danielson. Say it, say it. Say it five times in the mirror. Brian Danielson. And he appears because he is here. The American dragon, Brian Danielson, is moving the needle here. Did I say there was a boom in wrestling? Because there is definite a boom in wrestling. CM Punk started it. The domino effect. Then we got Adam Cole coming out. And now to top things off, Brian Danielson is here. Brian Danielson is all elite. Wow. Um, I don't even know what to say. I was losing my mind. <laughs> Bro, it is. Like, if there was anybody that I thought was going to ride it out, the WWE and be there for life. Probably it's gonna be him considering like the whole comeback thing and 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 all that. But like, I, I, I don't know if you had a chance to see that interview he did with with Barstool Sports, and he was like, he they, they the, the interview had asked him like, you know, what he thought about WrestleMania thirty seven recently, and Brian said something that I think caught a lot of people's eye, but I don't, I don't think a lot of people really believe that he would actually leave. He was like, he didn't feel anything. He was like, it was just like, he, he was out there. He saw the people and he was like, oh, this is cool. Okay, let's go do the match. And it was just like, that was it. Like he's legitimately said he didn't feel like any like real emotion. And like once I heard that, I was like. He gone. It, I, 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 he I, I was like, it, it, it might be a possibility he might leave. Because I mean, like Brian always seemed like the type of dude that wanted to like sort of in things or or, or or wrap up things or, or just go about things the way that he sees fit. And I don't think that WWE was going to present him with necessarily that option. Like when you look at that sort of world title scene on SmackDown right now, it's all about ranks. That's like, yeah. I, I can't even see, I can't even see anybody right now that could probably take the title off. The only person that even remotely comes to mind to me is Big E. And I don't even know how they're going to go about that, but that's a whole different thing. But like with Danielson, man, like him leaving WWE, that's, I mean, I mean, you you could kind of say it, it, it's a hit regardless. I mean, you kind of say debate both sides. I mean, they moving on, whatever, like they, 
back to doing whatever they're doing now. But like him not being there and not being an option, considering the amount of goodwill he has and the amount of fan base that he's like garnered over the past decade. Like, dude has like been a key factor in most of their storylines for a, a great period of time, even when he was not uh in ring when he was just doing the general manager stuff. So yeah, man, him being in AEW now, like I can only imagine the matchups that people are gonna have. Like honestly, I I know the money is always gonna be in a Brian Danielson baby face. Run. I mean, like the dude is just like natural baby face, but that I'm pretty sure you remember uh that that heel run he had back in 2018, early 2019. Of that course. Was like that, that that was that that was great. And I, I would honestly love to see him. I'm pretty sure you probably I don't know if you've seen that idea out there floated around of him like having this like group of young rappers like Lee Moriarty and Willie Ute and Daniel Garcia and him like Garcia. taking under their way and, and they and they just like running rough shot over AEW under his guidance and stuff like that. That that would be something cool, man. But like I'm yeah, it, it, it was just like dude, that 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 reaction that he got, it was just cool to see I, I think of course a lot of people were expecting to hear the final countdown but i mean you know when, when, when they when they saw him come through the tunnel like the reaction was you know all the same man so yeah aw they they got brain they got a lot of steam right now bro this like, is the, this is the boom this the needle like i know when moxley came in he calls his move after it, the paradigm shift this is literally this is the this is it this is uh I, i'm 30 years old and i was a little too young in the moment to, to mm. see, you know, Hulk Hogan turn heel in WCW. I was, I was too early. I was too young to see these, like, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the man we don't speak of. <laughs> I was too, I was too young to like be in that moment of this, like wars of, of different wrestling companies that were like both like very prominent with really big stars. And now I genuinely feel like this is the first time, like, yeah. TNA jump ship to, to, Sorry, Kurt Angle jumped ship to TNA and mm. like, cool, that was something. And 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 Moxley jumped here to AEW and Jericho and stuff like that. That all was like the nice, like the pillars here to like set set the groundwork. But this is definitely like needle moving. All your friends who, who watch WWE, maybe don't watch this show, are going to have to tune in now because you got them with CM Punk. Cool. Well, if they didn't get you with that, they get you with Daniel Bryan. Oh, of, yeah. of course, he's going to be this. He was just in the main event of WrestleMania. Like Literally. that's crazy. He is <laughs> he is always gonna be the B plus player over there. Where over here, he's gonna be this guy who's just like, hey, I just like wrestling. I want to wrestle. Legend. Yeah. Why can't I wrestle Tanahashi? What do you mean? Why can't? So he left, and that's what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He wants to fight Tana. He wants to fight Okada. He wants to fight Kenny. Uh, he wants to fight the Bucks. I'm sure. There's so many things that this guy wants to do, and he's gonna be able to do it here. And yeah, this. This is this moment. This was the moment here of this paradigm shift, this this click. The needle has moved because the world of wrestling was changed when Punk came back. And that's that to me as a fan, like Punk's cool, but that's that's second tier now because I, I've mentioned on the NXT show and everything. I'm a very I've already said on this show, like Adam Cole for me is just one of my favorite guys. Like he can sell ice to an Eskimo when talking and cutting promos. And then when it comes to his in-ring stuff, he's amazing. He's just a modern guy that I love. Daniel Bryan shows us that he's not done and, and can wrestle and has wrestled. Like, a, like this is, this is this new era. I, I can't wait to see the, the different matchups and, and, and stuff, but this is the, the new boom, the new wave, the cool show. Let's, let's, let's say it here. I mean, everyone keeps saying, bro, NXT's dead guys. WWE is dead. It's over. Pack it in, Vince. Let's go. Got Punk and Danielson and yeah. 
Big Show. You, you, I, I, I was I was gonna ask you. <laughs> I was I, I was gonna ask you to chime on this man. Like, think about all the people that have been tuning in NXT to see Adam Cole over the past four years, and then now, like, he, 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 let, let, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure most people who watch NXT are familiar with you know social media and keeping up with everything and all the different news out there and stuff like that. But let, let's say just for those few people who are you know they just tune in just to just to tune in and they like oh where's Adam Cole. You look on whatever social media and sees in AEW or what's you know what I'm saying and like you you just never know the domino effect uh, them them those three guys yeah coming back to wrestling slash leading WWE and going to AEW man like it's it, it's an exciting time in the business man and, and then at that it's it's not even the fact that they'll only be wrestling in AEW because a lot of these guys have deals in their contracts where they're able to go and work certain independent shows so now you'll see it to start to spread the wealth a little bit like it's. It's exciting, man, and I, I know I know for sure. Like Danielson is likely, probably going to end up doing something with New Japan. Like it, it may not be, yeah, he might not be able to go to Japan now, but I can definitely see him doing something with NJPW Strong. Like they have a solid show. Like that's a good one hour program. And uh, I know Ishii was just in the states, and Tanahashi was just in the states to work some shows over there. Suzuki's going to be on that um at the tapers next month and in, in, this month in Texas. And I mean, you just never know, man. So like they AW bro, they got so much stuff they could promote like coming up to this week like you could promote either adam cole or danielson and split them up between this week and next week or you can do them both on the same show like you got suzuki and and ruby soho making their appearances this week is but they they they, AW, they they got a lot of goodwill and a lot of uh steam going forward man so i i i, I it, it I, like when you mentioned um nxt man like i like i mean i i just don't know how they like try to you know I mean, I think they still gonna have their viewers in. Like, I don't think that's gonna change, but it's just, like momentum wise, AEW just like has like all of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we got CM Punk coming back. That brings in different people. Cole brings in a whole different era of people, and same with Brian brings in everyone. I think everyone's kind of on. We all agree, Daniel <laughs> Brian. Brian Danielson's just awesome, and. Yeah, yeah, the cro- the crossovers. Obviously, you could go Kenny Bryan right away, but Danielson versus Ishii sounds like a dream match made up in heaven where I give them an hour to just kill each other. It sounds great. There's so many, there's so many different things that you could do here. But this genuinely felt like an awesome moment in in wrestling because it wasn't WWE and it still like gave you everything. This this show had your your top. I love that tag match in the cage and it just delivered. And then everything else was just like bonus. And the ending here was, was, was um, momentous. Like it changes everything in wrestling. Where are we going to go from here? No wonder they got an extra show on Fridays because they have too many cooks. Mm -hmm. They're going to be cooking up because I can't wait to see all the different matchups and stuff that we go through and the storylines. Hey, hey, Barry, you want to know what I think, over the next two years, we're going to see a lot of talents from WWE's women's division start to head over to AEW. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like I, I feel like we really about to see, like I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there and start like naming like Sasha Banks and shit. Like I, 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 I don't, yeah, I, 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 I don't know about that. Like I feel like that's that's her dream. Like that's what she wants to do. But like, if there does come a time when she has an option on the table, I, you know. Right, you just don't know. Well, you know what I'm saying. Th- and I feel like th- I feel like even some of those underutilized talents in the women's division, man, they looking at what's going on right now. Like you, you just never know. 
I think it's, I think it's and, and not just the women, but in the men, like Daniel Bryan was someone who, like we said, was in WrestleMania and now he's here. So he left. Adam Cole was just at takeovers and, and, and being like the, the main guy over in NXT and he, and he left. So it's like literally now anyone can, can leave. Cause in, in WCW, it was Ted Turner throwing around his money, getting the outsiders and all this stuff and the big guys. And now over here, we got, we got, uh, Tony Khan just uh, just throwing it the around. Pro wrestling, the yeah. pro wrestling fan, Tony. The pro wrestling, the the fantasy Booker playing his video game in this alternate <laughs> world where we live, but it's real life, and he's just uh, pulling the strings and paying them out and bringing these people in and creating what is like good content. Um, WWE's just been in this slump for a long time, and and it was it was like waiting. It's like yo, watch the throne. Like they were they were fucking up for too long. And they were slipping, and now it's time that that things are coming in. I I I'm I'm really interested to see where they can take it. I know Daniel. Sorry, I keep saying this. I'm like Jr. But Danielson grabbed a microphone uh, after the pay per view went off the air, and he says there's a few different reasons. Uh, he loved where he worked before, and he still left. There's reasons why. Number one, the great talent in AEW. When you see me here, and CM Punk here, and Christian here, and Ruby Soho. Thank the original original members of AEW. The second reason, God damn, you guys are the best fans in the world. And the third reason, I am a wrestler. I never left wrestling. I took wrestling wherever I went. I said wrestling when I wasn't supposed to say it. Now I'm here to goddamn wrestle. So yeah, Brian Danielson's gonna fucking wrestle here. <laughs> and I'm excited as the fans, all of us should be um, professional wrestling. Yeah, that that, that, that six man tag at Arthur Ashe. Remember, I said that, Brady. What is it going to be? Yeah, Jurassic Express. Adam Cole and the Bucks versus Jurassic Express and Danielson. Yeah, I mean, what kind of dinosaur technically is Luchasaurus? Is (laughs) is he the kind that eats other dinosaurs or or vegetarian? Because that might change Brian Danielson's choice on whether he wants to tag with uh, the dinosaur. There, there's so many different things you could do. I'm I'm so excited. I. I was super stoked to see Adam Cole show up, but we knew Danielson was here and what a just, what a great thing. And it makes you want to tune into this Wednesday on dynamite. Like how could you not? Right. So uh, they knocked it out the park with this show. Uh, what were your highlights? I think I, I think I was pretty clear. And I think you're on the same page for match of the night. Oh, Goes to that, right, no that cage. Yeah. No question. Like that, that, that was for sure a uh, match of the night for me. Like, one of the best matches uh, of the year so far. One of the ones that I added to my my, my list of my list of notes that I that I mentioned earlier, and uh, it was cool to see Ruby Soho uh, debut for AEW. I'm excited to see how she's presented going forward, and of course, the big two surprises at the end of the night were very very, very special. And and not the gloss over, not the um, you know, sort of go go over this, but yeah, Miro and Eddie Kingston had a good opener to start the show. Miro is on the run of his career so far, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it, like I said, man, they, they got a lot of a lot of momentum right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they follow up on um, on Wednesday. Yeah, I can't wait, man. That was that was a lot of fun. We I, I want to thank you, Andrew, for for joining me uh, this late since it ended pretty late now. It's like two. It's like a quarter after two in the morning here Damn, uh, in Toronto. Tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking late, but we're just so excited, jacked up talking about professional wrestling because uh, it was a, it was one to. It's a water cooler thing. If you, if we all were going to work tomorrow, this is the water cooler talk. Where like, yo, Danielson's there, Punk is there, Cole is there. 
Uh, so just craziness. Andrew, uh, thank you for for joining in today and stepping in and chatting um, with me, uh, which we usually don't get to do. But um, what, what the, the floor is yours, essentially. What do you want to tell the people? Where can people check you out and, and listen to you on different shows? I want people to follow Dickie Bird Media. That's what I want. <laughs> I want them yes. to follow with them to follow the man. That, that's the man right there. But they can check me out on Twitter at uh, Thompson underscore underscore. And my interviews over at the Andrew Thompson interview, Interviews YouTube channel. I put out a number of uh, in-person interviews when I was in Charlotte recently. That was very fun to get back out there. And uh, I'll be on the, on the road again traveling and then uh, hitting some more uh, in-person conventions and stuff like that within the coming, coming uh, I was looking at the calendar right now, in the coming months, the month, the next month probably. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Well, you've been killing it, man, with the interviews and stuff. Everyone listening probably already knows you're in the post-wrestling fam. You're posting up all the news and everything on there. I think you're doing a fantastic job, man. And that's why I asked you uh, to come join me on the show. I, I love what you've been doing with the NWA pod as well. And uh, you and Martin Bushby. I got to shout out you and Martin Bushby. I think I think you guys have an awesome time. You guys are kind of what we just did. You're just like chilling, shooting the shit and talking about wrestling. That's what we all like to do anyway. So uh, I recommend you guys... Go check out uh, the awesome, was it the wrestling adventure? The wrestling, not the long winding wrestling adventure road. It's the wrestling adventure with Martin and Andrew, I think it's called. <laughs> oh no, I lost it. Yeah, it's the wrestling adventure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm well, back. I'm um, back. I'm back. Um, well, well, thank they, you. They, 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 they caught you. They caught you trying to slander the podcast. Just, <laughs> see, see what I'm saying? The internet was going down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andrew, thank you so much. And and for you guys listening, um, we uh, we we do a Patreon. We do patreon.com slash up next. The new month just started. It's a great time. We did a summer of punk show. Me and Davey go through everything. Summer of Punk from 2011, CM Punk, even Kevin Nash and the texting storyline, which made its way into the pipe bomb era of punk. Uh, we also did an Up Yours for Davey's birthday, where we chatted about his pick, the movie Whiplash from 2014, which was awesome. Uh, we also do retro NXT reviews. We did a best match ever just a few weeks ago, covering the best of don't call him Daniel Bryan. Now the American dragon, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan. Brian Danielson, man, I'm going to mess that up a million times. Uh, $5 a month for North American tier is all we ask on the Patreon. And now we have over 350 podcasts in the back catalog. So go give us a shot. If you haven't already, I promise you won't be disappointed. And lastly, Dickie Bird. Thank you, brother, because we did a watch along for All Out today. Me and Dickie hung around and we had a blast. And uh, he stepped in and took the reins while Davey was away and just made us look so fancy. Andrew, did you see how fancy we looked? On Twitch and on the YouTube, uh, we looked yeah. good. And Dicky, Dicky was the, the the man behind the scenes. And um, me, me, Dicky, and Davey, and, and the whole uh, post slash up next crew. We got some things. Uh, we're cook. <laughs> we're cooking up some things. The goat, La yes, the goat, Dicky Bird. <laughs> La live, live picture, a Dicky Bird. Live a picture of a goat. <laughs> <laughs> We we uh, we got some things cooking, and uh, Dicky Bird's uh, just been an un awesome. Uh, help and just a, a great dude so i gotta give him his his flowers there as well and for you guys for listening and supporting us here um follow us at up next podcast twitter instagram go rt every like and every little thing helps and counts and yeah i love this whole community we got with post wrestling and and all you guys so we appreciate you and i appreciate you dicky and i appreciate you andrew yeah i got one question when is the when is the kona reeves 
interview happened. Oh, I got to. Yeah. I mean, this is for off air. I got to ask you some interview tips. It's, I'm a little rusty, man. I haven't interviewed people in a while. <laughs> I used to I used to be the, the the women's divas correspondent many, many years ago, but I'm out the game. So I got to ask you for some Kona Reeves interview tips uh, for sure down the line. Yeah, that's happening soon. I think I, said, I, 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 I saw him flirt with the podcast on Twitter. Man. I, saw, I saw him, you know, he's throw, he throw, knows. Throw yeah. He knows. Definitely. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Andrew, thank you. Um, We'll be chatting in the near future down the line. Shout out Dickie Bird. Shout out Andrew Thompson. Shout out CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and Adam Cole. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And, well, uh, embrace change. Good. Thank you, Paul Turner, for saving the AEW Rampage boot. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.